Christ, you people suck. Wow. This is episode 706 for July 18th, 2022. And on the show this week, we have Anthony. Hello. We got the Wombat. Wow. And returning, we have Jay. What's up? Buongiorno. There it is. There it is. Whew. All right. I, I thought this was going to be a fuller house um, starring Candace Cameron, but. You know, Terrence and Drew apparently didn't show up. So, whatever. Oh, has uh, Ter- Terrence been on the show? Yeah, we got him on the show. Yeah. Anthony was like, "We got to get him on the show because he's the one reviewing all the video games." So. Oh, that's that checks out. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but he's not here this week. I know he's moving. Um, yeah, he's moving. He said he'd be back next he. week. Yeah. So he gave us actually a time frame. He's like, "I'll be back the weekend of," and it's like, "Wow, that is very specific." <laughs> I know, right? Like, you guys tell me when you're going to give me reviews, and it's always never that day. Mm, um, and then Terrence tells me he's going to give me a review, and it shows up. I'm like, holy shit, what happened? What is that? Why, why is he making <laughs> us look bad like that? i got to talk to him about that, okay? Dude, he makes That's me look bullshit. bad. I'm like, I'm going to do this review on Monday, and then I don't do it. So, you know, whatever. Yeah, we. You'll, you, there'll be some of that this podcast, even. Of, you said you were going to do this. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, the PR guy asked me. That's why I asked you. I was like, I, I know, but tell I, him so I'll explain. I'll explain what happened when we get into it. But yeah, just like I want to give that game my full attention as well. It seems like a game where I'm like, I'm not going to be able to fully grasp it and and give it a good review if I don't spend my whole time on it. So I and I also wanted to give my full attention to the other game i was playing so well you know you can kick us off and we can talk about video games because that's what this all show right is all so about. like in my in my spare like before i go to bed i need some like just a puzzle game to make me tired i guess um uh, i've just been playing some of the extra puzzles in like uh one of the professor layton games uh the last one layton's mystery journey or whatever it was all the um daily puzzles you could download i've just been going through those randomly and and playing a couple of those um at night the only thing I've really played this week is Phobia because I wanted to get it done for review and I have finished it. And as of this moment, not that I've played a lot of games this year, from this year, I should say, it's my game of the year. Ooh. Phobia I'm with not... an F, right? Yes. Phobia okay. with an F. And um, I'm not going to tell you it's... Uh, best horror game ever. I'm not going to tell you it's the most polished game. Uh, I had some more technical issues towards the uh, later portions of the game. I won't say what happens because I don't want to spoil it. Well, didn't we talk um, about this before? Like, isn't this their first 
game? Uh, as far as I know, this is the studio's first game. Now there is a there is a small Easter egg in in one of the rooms when you turn on the night vision camera that allows you to see through time. Um, I I I think one of the developers, like part of the team, worked on a game called Raku Adventures because it is literally the Raku Adventures character, which is a Raku Venture, sorry. Um, which is made by a Diego Ras, and I don't know if Diego is part of the team, um, but that was a, like a 3D platformer, and I recognized the very uh, stylized raccoon character, and it was like a doll in a crib. Um, yeah, I uh, I was like really impressed by how well done this game was. Um, so it's a horror game uh, played in first person. I know I've gone over it before, but Jay's here, and I don't know what Jay knows about the game. So I know nothing, and I'm Googling it now, and that box art, well, quote-unquote box art, is not doing that game any favors. It looks so yeah, generic. Yeah, so, so the the box art is... She's a recurring character, the uh, girl in the gas mask. Uh-huh. Um, and I'm going to tell you right now, there's, like, three enemy types. Uh... I guess really only two enemy types and, and a couple bosses. And, um, you know, is it the scariest game ever? No, but they, they know how to instill the fear, I guess. Um, they have a chaser who ends up being a boss. It, I'm going to tell you right now, it goes through the Resident Evil steps. It, it's not pretending it's a, the only horror game in existence. It understands that, like, Hey, this is uh, this is a horror game in a world filled with horror games, and we're gonna pay tribute to Resident Evil most heavily, and a little bit of Silent Hill. It does play with your mind at times. There's a, a couple of well done, like I've heard them described as gags. In, in like, you know, I see a character at the end of a hallway. I have to step around something to make my way towards them, and the moment my eyes leave and I look back, they're gone. And it's like, there's little tricks, like, audio-wise, too. I did not play this with headphones, no, thank you. Um, but uh, I, I was just impressed by the fact that... It, so the main area is a hotel. Um, and it tells you before you leave the hotel, like, fully, that, like, hey, you can't come back from this point to the hotel. So if you want to do more exploration... I left, I should have stayed. But, like, I started to know that hotel by, like, the back of my hand... Because I had to go through it so many times. Um, and they'll sort of change how you get through it as well. Like, oh, well, something happened, so now you can't go through this hallway. So you have to actually take the elevator to get around it to the other side. Which puts you... Uh, in, like, they, every time you make a step forward in the story, they do add some more enemies to the hotel in places that you already think are safe just to keep you on edge. Um, I was really impressed by the puzzles to the point where there are mandatory puzzle solving area, uh, of course, because, you know, it's it, trying to be like Resident Evil and Silent Hill. Um, there are optional puzzles, and I only got like 23% of them. Now, I know that I saw some that I could not figure out. That's fine. But... I thought there was very few that I was like, I, I don't know how. There's one with a filing cabinet 
it's there's letters in the filing cabinet, and I do not know what I was supposed to do with all the drawers to open them uh, in a specific way to like get this one thing to open. I don't know how that puzzle was done, but there was a couple where it's like, here's a safe. I don't know what to do with this safe. Um, maybe I'll come back to it. Uh, never mind. It's not worth my time. It was probably just bullets or like an extra storage slot or something. But like, man, twenty three percent. Like that's so low. Um, and I know I had pieces. Like I, what do you, what do you, what do you get out of doing these optional puzzles? Is just more ammo and more ammo, more med kits. Uh, sometimes it's some more lore. Um, sometimes there's so there's this weird upgrading system. And um, you get these, like, glowing orbs, and you can uh, level up your equipment. So with the ca- the night vision camera, it requires a lot, but you can upgrade how far the night vision can see. Which helps in, like, you know, certain rooms. So you don't have to walk up to everything, like, and look at it directly. Um, it also helps to see if there's an enemy in the room. Because you have a flashlight... Um, but the flashlight's not great. It's not terrible. It's not the worst flashlight ever, but it, it, it's just like the night vision does work slightly better. The problem is you can't have a gun out when you have the, the camera up to your face. Um, so you can upgrade that. The, the pistol, which is the main weapon, which they give you a lot of ammo for. It just doesn't do a lot of damage because there's no uh, melee weapon. That's your primary weapon. So they just kind of shovel handgun ammo towards you. But your shotgun's more powerful, and they don't give you a lot of those. Um, there's a machine gun. They don't give you a lot of that ammo either, because um, you chew through it really quick. Um, but you can upgrade the guns. So, like, I have better precision with the pistol. Uh, I can hold more in a clip. Um, and I don't remember what the third one is for that. There's, like, three for every weapon. So, like, the shotgun, uh, it closes the spread of the shotgun. It uh, does more damage, and you can reload faster because it's just a two. Um, it's a double barrel, so you only have two shots with it. And then uh, the machine gun, it's like faster fire rate, uh, faster so, reload, like, what, better accuracy. When I look at this game, right, like I see a game that looks generic as hell, and there are hundreds of these first-person pseudo-survival horror-looking games that pop up on Steam all the time. So what sets this one apart from the other let's say, shovelware levels of garbage. They, so, in a lot of those, it's like, just run and hide. Let's, and that is not what this game is. This game is trying to be Resident Evil. To the point where they understood that, like, they want you to explore and not feel like at every moment they're just fucking with you. They're going to do that, but it's going to be key moments so say i haven't figured out a puzzle yet they're not just gonna keep like and want to move the story forward they're not just gonna keep throwing enemies at me they're they want me to feel safe this is the exploration time i have now cleared out this room now i'm gonna look around and figure out and when i say look around i mean there's one there's rooms where like you just open a bunch of drawers some of them have nothing in them some of them have ammo some of them have notes and, like, you actually have to read the notes to know what to do at times. They're like, one of them's like, hey, look, everybody, we've changed the passwords for the uh, 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 the locks, but you need the key card to actually even use it. And they're like, yeah, on the fifth floor, it's this. So you need to know, because it's not good, when you go to that 
well, key card slot, it's not going to tell you what floor you're on. You just have to remember what floor it is. Um, there is there's a chess puzzle in this game. And at no point do they outright tell you what the solution is. There's, you already have to do something with it. Like it's missing a piece and you put the piece down and it, a drawer opens up and it's like, here's the thing that you're looking for. And you go, okay, cool. I have the, the key item from it. Then it's like, oh, wait, you can also kind of play chess, but you'll make a move and then it'll be like, it'll reset the board because you did the wrong move. Okay, cool. There, later on, there is a, you you will find a chessboard. There's multiple chessboards, but there's a specific one that is clearly set up, and it'll you have to use what you see on that chessboard. They're not related. They're not like oh, the room right next to it is like a room somewhere else in the hotel, and you find it, and you go back, and you get something for you get like an upgrade. And my when I say an upgrade point, you get like five or something out of that for solving that puzzle, and it's completely optional. So. Not only is the puzzle solving good, the combat's okay. I'm not going to tell you, like, this is the best combat game. Um, but then they'll intru- you'll be like, oh, I'm going through the, the main storyline. And then they'll be like, oh, and the chaser's here. And you'll realize, oh, I have a machine gun now. I'm going to shoot at him. And he ducks down on a knee. But then he gets back up again. You're like, oh, I only stalled him. I'm screwed. And so you're, like, trying to frantically run through and you have to remember the way you came and they just sort of set you through a labyrinth because the hotel is falling apart so to know where to go and like they they know how to like oh uh you there's an elevator that goes up and down in the hotel the there's no loading screen on that elevator it's happening in real time so i'm uh up on the sixth floor the chaser starts to come, and he's in the way of the elevator. I have to go down a back way or something. And when I get to the elevator, I press it. Well, it has to come to me. And I'm watching him come down the stairs slowly. And he's going to kill me. And so I'm I'm hitting the elevator button, and I'm waiting for it to come down. And it's like they know they have clearly played horror games. And understand the best elements of them. And I find that a lot of horror games just either want to be mean, or they're kind of like, I really just kind of want to be a survival game, which this game isn't. You, uh, they, they have their version of the, um, herbs. So they have like the, what about the, the it's not the green herbs. Spices. It's not the green and the, the red. It's, you have a, uh, cloth and some medical tape and it makes a bandage so you can heal. And then if you add alcohol, it makes a med kit. Like, neat stuff like that. It's got that old RE sort of system of the grid with all the items, and some items are too wide and stuff. Um, like, there was... But it's just... It was the puzzles that got me more than anything. Like, the yeah. horror is the... Because, like, Resident Evil had really good puzzles, but they didn't have a lot of them. This game's like, no, we want a lot of the puzzles, and the horror's gonna be the backdrop. And they do that aspect really well. Uh, but, like... I think they made a great puzzle game that has the perfect amount of combat to not feel like I'm just I'm now just in a shooter that the, where the lights are out. And they earned some of the scares. Like I'll be walking through and I'll be hearing the, the the one of the enemies like crawling around and it'll jump out and scare the shit out of me. But I'm, they gave me the heads up that the enemies are there before they just decided to jump scare me. Like they never 
outright jump scare you in this game without giving you some indication of what's about to happen. Like, nothing was cheap in this game. Except cl- clearly the budget, because there's, there's some there's some rough ends. But for an indie game, for what I think is 30 bucks on Steam, um, I was surprisingly impressed. And they, like, tried to build in this bigger narrative. Do I necessarily understand every aspect of it? No, but I'm going to be honest with you, like, it's sound, It's kind of as dumb as anything I found in Resident Evil. Like, you know, you're in a mansion, and then you go underground, and there's a laboratory underground, and then one of the guys is experimenting on himself and has powers, and it's just like, okay, this is kind of goofy, campy horror stuff. They do that, too. Um, they have a bigger... There's something bigger going on. Um, but it's just, like, a lot of, like... I don't know, like, it was just this brilliant, like, they really wanted you to to know this as a place. It didn't feel like a video game space. It felt like I was in a real area, just playing a video game based off of a real area, if that makes sense. Right, it's got, like, good atmosphere. You can kind of believe that you're immersed in the world. Sounds pretty interesting, everything that you said about it. It sounds like it's right up my alley. So if, I'll put it on my list. Nice. If it were any more money, I could be like, uh, wait for a sale. But like for, uh, I'm just gonna double check the price on Xbox. It's, it's thirty bucks. Okay. Uh, well, for on Steam anyway. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just gonna check on Xbox. But like, yeah, for thirty bucks, I, I honestly like if it were for the fact that like I've read like it's um, you know, an indie team, I would have figured it was from a bigger studio. Like, there's so much work done to make this game as good as it is. Um, and it's a small team. Um, yeah, I'm just, uh, I was thoroughly impressed. Uh, what is it? It's $29.99 on, on Xbox. I I did have some graphical issues. Uh, like, nothing major, but the, the, the screen kept having these, like, weird fl- uh, flashes of color towards the end in the later portions of the game on my Xbox one, however, my base model Xbox One. That might not be an issue on newer consoles. Um, and the only thing I did was, like, I would just reload, I'd go and save, exit out, go back in, and I'd be right at the save, and the issues would stop. And then when the issues started again, which I must have been doing something to trigger it, like, it seemed like it was only in certain areas um, it would happen. Um, and then it stopped happening altogether, so I don't know. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was it was a minor inconvenience at best. Like the only time where it was like a big inconvenience was uh, there was a point where like I c- couldn't switch guns for some reason. I just reloaded my last save. Said fuck it, I'll lose all my progress. It wasn't much, um, and uh, it was fine. It didn't happen again. That was just a weird one off. I again don't know what happened exactly. I might have because there's like a delay before he pulls the camera up. I'm wondering if I messed with it and hit buttons fast enough, like, oh no, I didn't mean to do that, that it glitched itself to only holding the shotgun after. I, I'm not taking full responsibility. It is still a bug. It is still a problem. Um, but I, I think for 30 bucks, damn, that was uh, a really good experience. If, if you like that game and the description that you made of it, I played a game not too long ago called uh, Nightmare of Decay. It's this $5 indie game. It's like a first-person survival horror game. It takes after all the elements that you're talking about in terms of, like, uh, the puzzle-solving, 
everything, uh, the ammo management and all that good stuff. And uh, it's like a three-hour experience. I beat it in like two sittings. It was super fun. Uh, check it out. I'm yeah, up. I'm looking at it. It's got that old school, like early PC look. Exactly, exactly. And I, it's I, actually really nice. I will definitely add that to my list. Yeah, that's kind of all I played because I really wanted to finish it. Um, and then immediately when they showed me, like, you've only solved like 28% of all the puzzles, I went, oh, god damn it. I want to play this. I want to play this and I want to solve all the puzzles because, like, it was that good. And um, there is a new game plus mode where they're like, yeah, we'll hand you your weapons as early as possible. You get to keep all your upgrade skills or uh, keep all the points you had too or whatever. So you can go through and just kind of like wreck everything and try to solve the puzzles uh, that you missed. And uh, I might do that. That's how good this game was. And I, I realize I'm speaking from a person as a person that hasn't played a ton of horror games. Um, and the ones I've played, I've either hated, like, I still just can't get over how disappointed I was trying to play Evil Within 1 um, and how much I disliked that game. Um, I know Evil Within 2 is better. I should just jump to that. But, um, it, you know, I loved Resident Evil 2 Remake. Um, I was more, the only thing that I was missing from it were more puzzles. And I'm like, shit, I'm getting it from here. The, the, the biggest thing I can say about Phobia as a as on a non-technical level that I was disappointed with, there were actually there's two parts. I wish they had l- had a melee weapon instead of just giving you pistol ammo, um, because I feel like that would have been a better trade-off of like ah, I have to get close because um, like I don't know what would happen if I ran out of ammo during a boss fight. Do they just keep throwing pistol ammo at me? I didn't. Maybe that was maybe that was the thing. Like they've given me so much that I just stumble over that. Like there is no way you couldn't win this boss fight. I don't know about that. Um, and then more enemy variations I think would have been helpful. But um, they're minor complaints in a game that I really enjoyed. So I I do recommend that. Um, I realized after that Kirby came out this year, it's probably under Kirby, but like. Damn, I mean, that's a, still a high praise that if it's under uh, a, a Nintendo first-party game as my runner-up, um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. What, what a what a fantastic experience. Always For a game nice I didn't have know these uh, brand-new studios that come out and kind of knock it out of the park on their first attempt. It's always like, when they have that really good first step, you really anticipate the stuff they're going to do afterwards, so that's great. Yeah, like, I... I... They are a oh. Southern American studio, right? Yeah, they're uh, from Brazil, I believe. Um, I'm going to tell you that, like, so many game developers down there do some really killer stuff. I- I'm sure you remember Anima, the Gates. Um, oh, Anima, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was a, and so was uh, Mercury Steam. Mercury Steam was a South American oh, really? developer. Uh, I thought they were Chilean. Are they Chilean? Am I mistaken on. on that? I'm going to look. I- Give me a second here. It's still South America. Um, yeah, okay, that's true. Yeah. Um let's see here. Where are they from? Spain. Never mind. Oh, okay. Still like that's that's still, South America. There's still yeah, so thanks. many Yeah, there's still so many developers down there that, that just do some killer work. Yeah. And it's Pulsatrix, Pulsatrix, the creators creators of Phobia, uh are from Sao Paulo, Brazil. Yeah. I uh, probably pronounced that wrong. I apologize. Nice. But yeah, they're they're really really good team and if this is their first go I'm, I'm sure they have 
to say that, like, I'm sure this is their first as a team. They clearly have experience beforehand. Um, and they clearly love video games. Uh, I'm surprised they didn't have, like, a blatant reference to Resident Evil or something. Um, in it. Maybe they did. Maybe I missed it. Maybe it was one of those safes. It's one um, of the 70% of the other puzzles you yeah. can do. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, man, like, I, I kind of hope their next game is a sequel where they work off of what they've built here. Because there's still a lot more they can do. Like, this could be, like, the, I don't want to say budget title, because I feel like that, that it, it lessens the value. But this could be the third pillar of horror if they try, like, if they do keep going with it. Like, I could see this being like, yeah, man, Resident Evil's really good, and in the downtime, you should play Phobia. Because Silent Hill doesn't really exist anymore, but Silent Hill is still beloved. So, like, you know, they're the second pillar of horror gaming. And I could feel like Phobia could, you know, be that downtime finally. Because there isn't really anything outside of Resident Evil and a bunch of other indie games, most of which don't understand that jump scares do not equal scary. It just is annoying. But that's it for me. I, I, I just, I, I've been, Ken, you said it, like, you're really selling this game. <laughs> you are, and it's on my hard drive, and maybe I'll try it this week. I, I think you'll enjoy it. Like, it's got a slow start, because they want you to slowly get into knowing the hotel. Um, but then they introduce enemies, and they don't really give you a time away from that afterwards. So. I'll check it out. Uh, Alright, I will move over to Jay. Okay. Well, the reason I came on to this is because I said once I get my Steam Deck in and I have some time with it, I'm going to hop on and talk about some impression. So I'm going to do just that. I, you know, I have two games to talk about. Those are the review games that I have in my place still. But, uh, as for the Steam Deck, I received it about, uh, a week and a half, like about two weeks ago. I have the, uh, the 512 gigabyte one. And, um, so, what have you guys heard about the Steam Deck so far, as far as an overall impression goes? I know what to, you know, say in terms of expectations. Everybody I've uh, heard that has one is very happy with it, and I, they have pretty much going to replace their Switch for everything outside of first-party Nintendo. Yeah, I'm... So... You know how I like to like tinker with stuff. I'm always been more about a PC guy. Uh, I have the biggest library in Steam compared to all my other libraries. Not because my PlayStation library is small. I still have hundreds of games on there too. My Steam library is just kind of bloated. I think the only other person that I know uh, that has a larger Steam library is probably Ken. <laughs> I, no, I don't so, have a I don't have a huge Steam library. I've do you not? Might be like a hundred games. My Xbox is where my library's at. Oh, okay. Uh, I, I I thought I had a conversation with you when you had like two thousand five hundred games on Steam. I think that might be me. Yeah, I think okay. that's Anthony. Be, that's I not think. me. Yeah. <laughs> I, I it's because of, uh, yeah. those early Steam sales, man. Those early Steam sales were like, you give us twenty dollars, we'll give you like fifty games. I was like, shit. Oh, uh, Anthony, if you have that much, there's a website that you can go to that you can plug in your Steam name to tell you the worth of your Steam account in terms of like game value and no, stuff. No, like I don't that. I don't need to hurt myself like that. <laughs> I wish there was one of those for Xbox because I just passed thirty six hundred <laughs> games on my Xbox library. 
Jesus Christ, Kent, that is that is incredible. Hey, that's four that's generations of Xbox. Okay? It is, it is, it is. Yeah, and that is that is impressive. And the best thing is, I mean, you, all those games are still accounted for. Yes. So that's that's the that's always the best part. PlayStation, you know, not Man, so much. I, Nintendo certainly, I've certainly actually, not Nintendo. Yeah, I've I've actually been going back. Um, I hooked up a PS3 recently. Like, holy shit, going through your list of games to download is the fucking worst. It's Ugh. like you're navigating that interface underwater or something. It's oh, ridiculous. God, it's terrible. And, like, I forgot that that download list also contains every video you've ever downloaded and every fucking <laughs> DLC pack. You And the DLC was terrible during the cross-buy generation mm-hmm. because, like, my PlayStation All-Stars... It, well, yeah, my PlayStation All-Stars downloads is literally like a hundred things, and half of them are Vita, half of them are PS3. It's ridiculous, yeah. man. I, Sony really needs favorite. to get their library together. Yeah. My, my favorite part about that whole thing is like, oh, it's all here. You can only download ten at a time. Yeah, and, and then you like, have to... What? You also have to forget about that you have to download it, and then you have to tell it to download in the background, and then it has to prepare. And if it's uh-huh. a big game, it takes fucking forever. And then and then if you wanted to update your discs, you can't just download the patch. No, nope. no, 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 no. you got to go in. You actually have to start the game, because it won't just download automatically. No, you, you, can't actually, you can't actually press the options button and go check for update. What? Yep. God damn you it. You can do that now. Like, I, I bought a disc this week. Crazy, I know. Um, but it's the only way you can play Ridge Racer, Ridge Racer 7. It's the only way I could play it. So I put in the disc and hit the options button. It said you can update. And I was like, oh, cool. At least that's something. Hey, Ken, what, what if I told you that there is another way you could play Ridge Racer 7 you got, you on got the a, Steam Deck? Oh, you got a good PS3 emulator? I haven't found a good PS3 emulator. I heard <laughs> there's some out there. I wonder if my PC will handle it. I don't know about the specific specs of the har- hardware that you have, but I think it ought to be good enough. I'm running the a 2060. PS3. So I'm running a 2070. 2060. 2060. Yeah. Uh, so emulation is bottlenecked mostly by CPU, uh, just as much as it is done by GPU. I think it's like maybe like 6040 or something like that. So if you have a decent CPU, even a 2060 is plenty, plenty enough to run the emulators. Especially depending on the resolution that you want to sign up for, right? If you want to do like 4K, you know, nah. 60 FPS and stuff like that, it's going to be rough. But if you're doing like a nice, uh, easy 1080p with 60, that ought to be doable. So as far as the hardware uh, experience itself, this thing is fucking long, guys. Like I've seen it like, <laughs> I have like a, comparison. I've been like sitting on my desk. Yeah. And holy shit, it is it is long. Because of the D-pad and the analog sticks and the buttons are kind of next to each other instead of kind of on an angle, it kind of is spread out. And, and that's due to the fact that they wanted to put the touch, uh, was it, the little trackpad interface in there, which actually works pretty well. But actually holding the device uh, is actually fairly comfortable. It took me about maybe about 30 minutes of actually playing stuff to not really think about my positioning of the fingers when I'm trying to do stuff, which is very quick. Holding it uh, and kind of just kind of playing it right in front of me doesn't make my arms get super tired like it does in certain other devices, despite the device not being the most light of devices, but it's not that heavy either. Uh, I will say that I'm not a huge fan of the D-pad on the device. When I was trying out some fighting games like Blaze Blue or something like that, I tried to do more advanced combos, the D-pad just wasn't cutting it. 
So I would like to see an improvement on that front for the later, uh, later uh, iteration. But the analog sticks are nice. They, uh, they have good zones. Uh, they are, they don't like slip off of your fingers. The buttons have a nice click to them. So overall, it's pretty good. I, I don't like the way they position the R1 and the L1 buttons on the top of the device. Kind of like the, the bumper, bumper buttons. I feel like they're a little, there's no space between them and the triggers. So it feels like your, your fingers kind of slide between them a little too freely. And I don't like the positioning that your finger needs to be to press those buttons, but it's not, it's not bad. It's not ideal. I'd rather still have like a PS4 controller in my hand instead. But, um, as far as a portable device, it's not that bad. The screen is pretty good. It's, it's very bright, especially, you know, if you turn up the brightness slightly. Uh, I wish it was an OLED screen. I will say that a billion times more times because I think it would have made for such a great device if this was an OLED screen. Do you, have, the, a, uh, the do you s- have the Switch OLED by chance? I do not have the Switch OLED, but oh. I still have my Vita. Oh my god, the Switch <laughs> OLED screen is so yeah. fucking pretty. Oh it's my god. so good, yeah. Oh man. I, I kind of want my Switch to break down so I pick up an OLED, but yeah, I... Yeah, I gave my... I, see, I, I justified mine by giving my son the old one, so I bought the new one. Yeah, yeah. same here. <laughs> yeah, my, my nephews all unfortunately have their Switch, so I can't make that excuse just yet. But if I have a good excuse for it, uh, maybe I'll do it. But, you know, God, come on, guys. The Switch Pro is coming out soon, right? That's what everyone says. I, I mean, oh, wait, for that. every... Any day now, any minute now. Shit. Yeah, so, you know, might as well wait a little bit longer. Uh, As far as setting up the device, it's very, very easy. I think it's super user-friendly. You just literally type in your Steam account information, go in, it updates by itself. I put in a 5, 12 gigabyte micro SD card, formatted it, started using it for internal storage. And the Steam game selection is actually quite great. Like, a lot of people talk about how a lot of games are either untested or unsupported on Steam. But if you actually do a little bit of checking around and do a little bit of testing yourself, you'll find that like half of the games that are showing not supported actually just work. Uh, a lot of that problem comes from it having, it not having a default control scheme that works. But if you actually click on a game and if you go into these options, you can choose to download a community layout for a control. You don't have to like search for it like deeply. It's just right there in the interface. You download it with a click of a button. It automatically loads that control scheme and boom, you're in the game. It's supposed to be unsupported, but it loads up. It controls perfectly fine and it's great. There's a uh, more unverified games too, but that just means you, you know, try it out. Maybe it works. And I would say about eight out of 10 times I've tried out an unverified game. It works flawlessly without any problem at all. I mean, being able to play fucking alpha protocol. On the go. <laughs> Where else are you going to be able to do that? You know, and there's tons of little games that I've tried out. And uh, when the Steam cloud saves work proper, it's actually kind of genius. Like I could be in the middle of a game, uh, kind of put the put the game on the suspend. I could hop onto my Steam account, pick up where I left off, and it actually detects the save that I was in the middle of. Kind of almost like an intermittent save. And then when I boot up my Steam Deck and said, Hey, your save is out of date or you made progress somewhere else. And then you kind of basically load up the game again, get your latest save and then start off from there. So the seamless aspect of the interface is definitely there. And I finished a couple of, well, I finished one game like that, but there's also cases I learned that Steam Deck or rather Steam doesn't offer cloud saving for all games. I thought, I personally thought it was universal. I thought, why, why wouldn't it be? Right. 
But it turns out it's a game by game basis. If you try to go over to a game that's like lesser known or more like indie kind of game, then chances are that it might not have it. So, you know, that's not great. So if I'm making progress on my Steam Deck and I want to pick up where I left off on PC, that's not possible. It's, there's no easy way to do it. I can't transfer over any of the saves that I have on my PC to make it work very easily on Steam Deck. Um, that's something that they really need to invest in. They need to make the uh, Steam Cloud saves to be universal. Uh, for this uh, Steam Deck to really be a like a seamless experience from both angles. So on the front of the actual official support, works great. I have very little complaints about that other than the save. But I will say that the concerns about the battery life are totally valid. I think I can only really get about four to, I, I guess, depending on the game um, and the, the fidelity that I'm playing at. But my experience. Did we lose him? Nope, sorry. I think we lost. Uh, there we go. <laughs> Whoops. Yeah, okay, sorry about that. Uh, my <laughs> mic went out for a second. So uh, about four hours of straight gameplay before the start device starts uh, letting me know that it's running low on battery. Not a problem for me because I mostly use this uh, device, you know, uh, a couple hours at a time. I'm not the kind of person that will play, you know, a handheld device for more than like two hours at a time. Honestly, I don't, I don't really, really want to do that. Uh, but outside of that, you know, if you really want this to be a truly portable device, uh, portable device, I think a reasonable hour mark that you want to have is maybe like six to eight hours. That is kind of like an airplane trip, train, uh, airplane trip kind of deal. And then you can use it and without having to charge it or anything like that. So hopefully they'll improve the battery for the next iteration as well. And it also doesn't support things like downloading and uploading while the device is in the suspend mode, which I, you know, which I expected to be there because I am comparing this device to like the Switch, for example, right? Mm-hmm. Which does all of that. So I, I want that to be something that's implemented into the device as well. But going more into the customization device, uh, side of the devices, I tried a lot of stuff with emulation. And I will say before I start, I own all the games that I'm going to talk about. <laughs> I own all the systems that I talk about. So kind of getting the legality stuff out of the way. Um, so it basically supports almost all the stuff that I have used for emulation's sake. So it goes from like Nintendo, uh, Nintendo console. It goes to like Sega Genesis, Game Gear. It does Saturn. It does Dreamcast. It does Super Nintendo N64. It even goes up to like the Switch. I used it a lot for PS2 emulation as well. And that's actually currently in alpha status. So that's the most roughest one of them all so far, but well, they are making your, improvements on that. I mean, what's your front oh, end? Yeah, I was going to say, what's your front end? What are you using? Are you using like Emubox or? So the simple process of uh, setting it up is actually very easy. It's almost foolproof. You basically go to a desktop mode on the Steam Deck, which kind of makes you leave the Steam interface. And then you just open up a browser, which Firefox is already installed. You go to the website, emudeck.com. And basically, you download one thing and you run it from the desktop and it takes care of it. Everything. Every single emulator that you want to have, uh, that's compatible with, uh, the Steam Deck right now gets pre-installed, pre-configured to be used on Steam Deck. All your job after, at that point is to install a BIOS for certain systems that need it. And of course, the ROMs, which are separate. So once you install that into the thing, basically you can have this in two ways. You can have the games show up as like a Steam game, uh, 
with like its box art and everything like that as an independent title they can launch from Steam. Or you can just launch the emulation station from the uh, deck itself and then basically run the game that way. And that's kind of the way that I do it because I don't really want like 120 emulation games like popping up on my Steam as, as, as like a collection of stuff. So I go into the emu deck from the Steam interface directly and then I open up any game that I want from there. And it's so crazy what they've done with how easy it is. I You set up a, this thing called scraping the games and it goes through the, your laundry list of all the ROMs and game ISOs that you have. It downloads the box art. It downloads a demo video. So you can hover over a game. It shows the box art. It shows you the back of the box art. It shows you a screenshot. And if you hover along on it for like a couple seconds, it starts playing a video of the gameplay in an emulator. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, and so how the, the, the scraping and stuff is similar yeah. to RetroArch, but they it, there's no videos on there that I've seen. Yeah, I don't oh, think yeah, the videos are, are option. I actually just installed a uh, Retro Achievements into RetroArch yesterday. That's, oh, that's neat. That's pretty cool. Like, I earned an achievement in Alien yeah. vs. Predator on the Super Nintendo. <laughs> nice. Yeah, that's cool. Um, hey, and, uh, hey, Jay, real quick. Sure. Uh, how, how's the Saturn emulation? Because I know Saturn emulation is traditionally a pretty tricky uh it's a pretty tricky system to emulate well a lot of the roms end up with a lot of slowdown and stuff so how has that been in your experience so i've only tried out uh three games for saturn so far just for the sake of trying and all of those games have been pretty flawless i tried out uh the code veronica x version on saturn which is supposed to be the definitive version of code veronica x apparently uh because it has all the graphical improvements and all the content from the ps2 version but it runs a lot better too I also tried out the English uh, English translated version of Sakura Taizen, which also worked really well. And then the last game, I think it was uh, Panzer Dragoon, okay. and it worked pretty well too. So I would say Saturn emulation is pretty great. And the thing about it is, like, I've tried Saturn emulation on my computer before, and um, it's kind of a pain to get get going. Like, it yeah. has it had the GUI is not good for that, right? But on yeah. here, you just literally click on the game. It has the box art literally playing a little mini video for you to see what the game is like. You click on it, and boom, it just runs. Um, so nice. even a, even an easier experience than that. Uh, like I said, the PS2 emulation still has some time to go. It's under kind of alpha right now. But the good thing about it is that there's so many customization things they can do that basically allows you to make things that would otherwise be difficult to run or not be compatible uh, work if you put in a bit of time, which I love to do because I like to tinker around with stuff. And the best thing about emulation on this kind of a device is that it not only allows you to play these classic games, it allows you to play them in in a better way. They perform better as in like there's widescreen hacks. So games that you see before by three are actually showing more of the screen than they used to. Uh it's not like stretch uh, like stretched out image kind of ruining the uh the integrity of the image or anything like that. There are hacks that people do for games. For example, I'm playing Persona 3 Fez on uh, the PS2 emulator. And the funny thing is it's really difficult to get a good idea on what the definitive version of Persona 3 is because there's the original version, there's the portable version, which adds the ability for you to control all the characters, but it's on PSP, so it looks the worst, and you can't even go around like exploring the town like on foot or something like that. It's all like very, very much like icon and menu based. So, but Persona 3 Fez, which has that, uh, which has uh, the big uh, additional campaign at the end of the game. 
doesn't allow you to control your characters, uh, your extra characters. They kind of go by AI, which is a huge pain in the ass. So I'm playing a hack version of the game that takes Persona 3 Fez content and then gives you the ability to control all your party members at once. So it's like, it's best of both worlds, and that's been kind of my experience in terms of setting things up. Downloading English translated versions of games that never came out in the States. Um, you know, uh, I think I was playing this, um, PlayStation 1 game where you're in an airplane and it crashes and then you're trying to survive in the world, in the, uh, in the mountaintop where like snow, like, there's weird stuff going on. But anyway, it sounds really interesting. I never even knew it came out. There's a game made by FromSoft. It's like this mech fighting game that I've never heard of that I didn't know existed, but I just learned about it. It has a full translation. So I just downloaded that and, you know, let it go basically because it's not available in the stage and yet in any other way so it opens up so much possibility and it really it really kind of rings in home how important emulation is uh for yeah. for the history uh, of gaming and like what what it has what it has done in the future and and the thing about it is like if they if they decide to put out new versions of these games that are definitive that are better than these emulated versions of games that the community is putting out. I would 100% like buy those games and support the developers doing it. But you have to realize that so many games are being, you know, left in the dusk and kind of like forgotten in licensing hell or, you know, either the developers just don't care about them anymore. So yep. being able to give them new life like this means a lot. And having it in portable form in the palm of your hands wherever you want to go is just next level. So, uh, in that front, I think the Steam Deck was, uh, was a rousing success. And I would say my experience with it has been excellent. But that's also because I am the type of person that likes to tinker around with stuff. I am getting the extra buck for all the emulation stuff that I'm doing. And also due to my massive, like, 2000 game library on Steam, uh, most, the vast majority of which, which I could actually play on the, on the Steam Deck means a lot of value. But if you're someone that only has, like, a dozen, like, two dozen games on Steam, uh, you know, and doesn't really want to go into like the emulation side of things. Would this device be worth it? I would probably say not. So you have to really check yourself in terms of what you have on your Steam library and what you're willing to do to get the best bang out of your buck in terms of this device. So if you are anything like me and the circumstances that I pointed out, then I would 100% recommend the Steam Deck. Uh, you know, when it's. And the fact that it's just the first iteration, and I know for sure that this has been so successful that there is going to be more iteration to come in the years, you know? So, dude, like, if they put out, like, an OLED version of this device <laughs> with a better D-pad and, <laughs> oh, man, I, and, like, a slightly better, like, CPU, like, GPU combination, I would I would pop, pop down, like, $800, like, no problem. It, w- it wouldn't even be a second thought for me after the experience that I've had with this. The potential is just so great. So have you actually docked it to your TV by chance yet, or is this just portable for you? I've done the USB-C thing. So I have a USB-C hub I connected to a monitor, kind of have the desktop experience there while I was setting things up, because uh, you don't want to be using the touchscreen interface or the little trackpad while you're setting up emulators and stuff, because it's kind of a pain in the ass. So in that way, it works. It works exactly the way I, the way I wanted to. But I haven't actually used it to play the games, um, because, you know, outside of the proof of concept, why would I have a 3080 PC that runs everything like really, really flawlessly? So there's no need for that, but I can see myself in a situation where if I needed to go like 
you know, somewhere I could basically load up all the stuff that I need for work on this Steam Deck, bring my USB-C device along, plug it into, uh, you know, a, you know, a, a, a monitor, keyboard, mouse kind of thing, and then just kind of work remotely at a, at a different location without having to bring my computer along, which is pretty great. Cool. But, uh, yeah, do you guys have any other questions for me at all in terms of, like, the Steam Deck and stuff? The only question I, don't I think so. The only question I would have, and and if I ever got one of these, it would strictly be to hook it up as like, because right now my PC is running like I have a switcher on my PC that runs uh, an HDMI cable to my TV, so I can play RetroArch, so I can run my emulated games. So like, if I bought one mm-hmm. of these, it would be dedicated solely to emulation. How easy is it to, to like transfer stuff? Like, I have all of my crap on my PC, like a. Mm-hmm. Four gig folder full of ROMs and BIOS and all that stuff. Like, how hard is it to move that stuff from one? Like, does it have USB, flash card? What is it? Um, so you can do it in multiple ways. Once the SD card or the micro SD card is formatted on the Steam Deck, it's not going to be immediately uh, readable on PC anymore. So the way I do it is that I have a, a USB stick that I connect to the hub. Okay. And uh, if you have a USB-C to USB connector, you can directly plug the storage device, and then it'll pop up uh, normally. So it's very, very easy to transfer things over. Or if you want to actually go wireless, there's multiple applications that connects, uh, that creates a connection between your PC and your Steam Deck wirelessly that allows you to transfer over files that way, which, uh, is pretty neat, but I haven't done because I think my method is probably just as fast in terms of actual yeah, like transfer like speeds and stuff. Straight transfer is so much faster than wireless. Wireless is funky transfer, file transfers. Yeah. But like in your situation, Ken, like when you if you have it to basically dock next to your TV and you don't want to move it around or anything like that, I could see uh, the benefit of just having to just kind of drag a folder over to like an FTP server and it being you know popping up in the exact directory where you want it to be on on your Steam Deck. I don't know if I can recommend it as a device to be used for kind of like a kiosk for RetroArch. Um, given my experience with this so far, because I haven't used it in that way, but I don't see why that would be a problem given the experience I've had so far. Yeah, I, th- I think if I ever got one, that would be... So I could kind of move my emulation off of my PC to that, because I literally only run that on my TV. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's, you know, it's nice to have all that, all that emulation stuff on the go, too. It's pretty neat. Yeah, I could see myself you know, watching some TV and playing some classic games or something. That'd be cool. Yeah, my, my favorite activity is... Uh, Hot shower, get on the, get on the massage, full body massage chair for about an hour, just playing stuff on the Steam Deck. It's, mm, death kiss. <laughs> First world problems, right? <laughs> Here, see, well, I kind of need it for because of my bad back and everything, but it certainly helps the time go along. Oh, sure. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's my experience with Steam Deck. In terms of game, I'm going to keep it pretty safe. Uh, I've been playing DNF Duel. It's the new fighting game from Arxis, uh, based on this, uh, dungeon fighters thing, like this, uh, fairly popular free to play game, which I didn't know much about. And then, um, it's an Arxis fighting game, so you can expect at least the visual fidelity to be there, and it certainly looks great. But I would say that in terms of gameplay and balance, this might be my least favorite game that I've played in a long time. Um, they they made a system where blocking is sometimes worse than getting hit. 
uh, in a way where if you block for too long and they try to keep attacking you through the block, they guard break you, leaving you open. But while you're blocking, you're taking chip damage, which they can basically kind of uh, use a move to cash in all that chip damage, and then you just take all that damage anyway. So you can find yourself in a situation where you can try to go up to a guy who is almost dead, and the, the less the less HP that they have, the more MP that they have, which they can be used to chain uh, strong attacks and moves and such. So you go in, they're at the you know they're basically a pixel away from death. You have full health, and they do a dragon punch, which is you know a um, you know reversal move. They cancel the dragon punch into a different move and put you into an unescapable block string that will kill you from full health. So I'm just kind of like sitting there and I'm like, like the, the game really promotes being offensive more than any other game that I've seen in my entire life. And the fact that most of the characters have moves that take up like half the screen and the characters don't even move that fast to kind of cater towards that kind of like large normals and stuff like that. So it's, it's, it's a messed up game. <laughs> Like, I don't know how a lot of these things got past uh, Q, uh, uh, QC. There's like there's like an infinite that's like super easy to do. Um, some characters are so much worse than other characters to the point where they, uh, like one of the characters I think are getting banned from tournaments already, so that they can't even use them because they're just so much better than everyone else. So it's like I get it. It's the first iteration of a fighting game and the foundation is to come, but. I don't know, man. So is this, this game does not feel ready. Is this game straight Arxis? I thought I saw that Aiding worked on this. Uh, I think Arxis handled most of the actual programming aspect of the fighting game, but I think the other side comes in terms of like the character designs and other things, where mm. I think they're in charge of the dungeon fighter stuff, right? I, I don't know. I just know Aiding made some of my favorite fighters during the PS1 and PS2 era, and it's so sad that I haven't seen them lately. I need Bloody Roar maybe 5. Maybe I'll look more into that. Yeah, maybe this is more Aiding than it is Arxis. I, I don't know the uh, uh, the amount of like work that each company's did. But I will say that the, the single-player campaign is very bare-bones. There's a quote-unquote story mode, but the story mode is more of an arcade mode, and the arcade mode is just, I don't know. You just play through a bunch of things. I feel like Arxis very is, little content. I, I feel mm-hmm. like Arxis is just getting their hands in too many pies. Like every game mm-hmm. they put mm-hmm. out is forgotten within like two months, and they put out a lot of games. They do, and the thing about Arxis is that they make some of the best fighting games that I've ever played. And I mean, they they're responsible for Blades Blue, which which, which is my current favorite uh, fighting game at the moment, and uh, Dragon Ball Fighter Z, tremendous game. Uh, there's so many games that they've made, but it does really feel like they should maybe focus their uh, time and effort on less less games, but with more quality control. The the game I am the, the game that I put on hold to do phobia like finish phobia is mm-hmm. an arc system game yeah called like ground the, divers they just make so many games and it feels like they don't actually break like dragon ball z fighters is the first one that people talked about and i think it's mostly because it's dragon ball like you mentioned blaze mm-hmm. blue when was the last blaze blue a long time ago, yeah, uh, it's and crazy. that's kind of yeah. <laughs> like, like they've been really all... focused on Guilty Gear, so yeah. But everybody forgot about Strive. Like 
Some people still no, play no, no, it. No, dude, I, I will tell you, Strive is actually still one of the biggest fighting games out there right now. Like, it's, it's one of the biggest. Than Street Fighter Five. But it's one of the biggest in that community. But in the in like generalization, like nobody talks about it. Like yeah, people, yeah, people yeah. still talk about Tekken Seven. That game is fucking ancient at this point. Yeah. I mean, um, that's the thing about anime fighters, man. They never really got to hit the mainstream. The only game that was pretty close to it, I guess, was Dragon Ball Fighter Z, and that's thanks to its IP more so than anything else. Yeah. And uh, I get what you're saying, um, but at the same time, um, I, I do, I do appreciate the quality, the quantity of stuff because it always gives us stuff to play. I think it's fine if you play a fighting game for like. A couple of weeks, you you sink like 60, 70 hours into it. You move on. I think you got more than your money's worth at that oh, point, sure. right? Sure, absolutely. Yeah. I just I just feel like they they struggle to to get a singular identity. Like they're they're yeah. constant. Like you forget Grand Blue Fantasy Versus came out and Dragon Ball Z <laughs> Fighters and you know Guilty Gear Strive, which I tried to play, but my my God, at booting that game up and it checking the network, it just they fixed that by now, but yeah, you're right. That was a that was a big annoying issue. Oh and I'm God. not even a big fan of Strive either. Like I don't really appreciate the gameplay. I love the way it looks, and I enjoy watching a high level play. But to play it myself, no, thank you. I don't really like it that much. And I feel the same way about the NF deal. And also, kind of sucks that I decided to try an archetype of a character that I normally don't go for in fighting games. I played like a straight zoner in this game, and it turns out she's like what the one of the worst characters in the game. <laughs> so you know. <laughs> You know what I mean? That's how it goes. the right time. Yeah. But it's whatever. I mean, it's it's still fun. You know, you can, you know, it's still fun to kind of mess around with and stuff, but it can get very frustrating. I think they could have definitely spent a little bit more time uh, fine-tuning the game a bit. Uh, the other game that I've been playing, uh, Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak, which is the expansion for Rise, and um, it's exactly what I wanted Rise to be from the get-go. All the, like, mechanical changes that they made in terms of, like, Additional things you can do with your Palamute and uh, Palicos, the little hunting buddies that you have. There's actually real AI partners that you can bring along to your hunts now. Um, so all the characters that you mentioned, you talk to and stuff like that, they have their personality and stuff. But you never really got to see that stuff in action because they're just in the hub. You just talk to them after you, you know finish your quest. But now they can tag along with your quest. They can like save your life when you're kind of messing up. They can heal you. They can put the, like a monster into like a sunset. It, it was wild to me the first time where I was fighting a monster. And uh, it was the first time I was fighting this monster. Now I was having a hard time of it. And then all of a sudden, I, I kind of like noticed, so like, hey, where's my AI partner? Like, I don't even see where they are right now. So I figured in my mind, it's like, oh, the AI probably messed up. It's probably stuck in a wall somewhere. And I'm just kind of like, that's kind of a bummer. And then all of a sudden, I hear like a voice call. that says, like, hey, sorry to keep you waiting. And then my AI partner comes riding a fucking dinosaur. Yeah, you know it starts attacking, yeah, it starts attacking the monster that I was attacking, knocks it down, does a whole lot of damage, and we go to town on it when it's knocked down, and then we kill it. I was like, wow, that was such a cool moment. And the AI of the partners are actually really well done in that way where they help you out when you need it, and they do a decent amount of uh, damage to the point where they help, but they don't do everything for you. So it's it's really nice to finally have that in a Monster Hunter game because I can tell you that level of AI, AI uh, programming is not easy because Monster Hunter can be a very complex game. So it's nice to see that. I wish it was available for more missions than the the select menu of them of the ones that are that are available. 
I think there are some problems with the anomaly monsters, which are kind of the end game monsters. They have way too inflated HP counts, uh, which I don't particularly enjoy. I think, um, I usually finish my hunt around in about six, seven minutes or so. But when I was fighting these monsters for the first time, I think it was taking maybe like double the time, like 12 minutes, which isn't great. Because if you knock down a monster and you're doing a ton of damage to it, you feel like you're making the progress, but because they have basically doubled the health, um, you know, without having their moveset change drastically, it, it feels kind of like they're more, you know, uh, sword spongy than they ought to be, which is kind of a bummer. But I like the conclusion of the story. I like the new monsters they, they, they put in there. Uh, the new, Weapons and armor stuff is great, the skills and everything. And everyone that complained about Monster Hunter Rise being too easy, I was, I was part of that crowd to some degree, but not so much. We'll be happy to know that monsters can kill you in like two hits again in a good old, good old master rank. So, you know, if you were looking for a challenge, you know, there you go. You can, you can get completely one shot by certain monsters and certain attacks and stuff. So have fun with that. But uh, yeah, it's, it's great. This is exactly what an expansion should be, and I'm looking forward to the future updates. And that's it. Awesome. Yep. Uh, I will move on to the Wombat. All right. So uh, like has been the case for weeks and weeks and weeks, I am only playing Elden Ring. Uh, I oh. spoke to our good friend Jay uh, because I was <laughs> stuck on the final boss, and so I am now taking his advice and... Uh, Working towards increasing my uh, holy resistance. Uh, Getting so I, good I did... is basically what I heard. <laughs> uh, no, it's really about equipment at this point. Oh, really? Holy as resistance! Much as it, it doesn't fall into the destiny equip- equipment spiral, though. I'm assuming it's more. No, like stuff. it's mostly because my. So I have a very specific build, um, and my. So I have a, a blood loss build, um, a melee blood loss build. And so most of the other bosses I can just chop through pretty easily. Uh, but this boss specifically, uh, A, can't be blood lost. Uh, and B, um, does a lot of holy damage, which I don't have a lot of resistance to. And so unfortunately, uh, to be able to use the spell that I need to cancel out most of his damage... I'm basically at a point where I'm going to have to respect my character because uh, I have not put any points in faith at all, and um, that's what I need to cast the spell. So instead, uh, for now, I decided I would go um, try to kill Moog, Lord of Blood, first, just for fun. Uh, and I, I got him down to, like, a sliver of health left, but he killed me. Um, so I'm going to keep trying to kill him, and then I'll I'll go back and fight the Elden Beast. Uh, nice. But, Mold uh, does give a ton of experience. Uh, yeah. Challenge, and, so it'd be nice for a level or two. Yeah, and he, he is actually susceptible to blood loss. So mm-hmm. um, it's... it's the, He's just got that... Um, that thing where he chants the spell and then takes all mm-hmm. your health and uh, heals himself. And you know, I, uh, I got to... I know... I got to him before I got the item, so I tried to fight him a couple times without it. Uh, I'm going to try a couple more times since I got so close, and if I can't beat him without getting that item, uh, then I'll just uh, go get the item and come back. Gotcha. Um, But, uh, yeah, it's um, 
it's uh, an amazing game, as I've said multiple times now. Um, so I'm I'm really enjoying it to the point where I'm actually a little bit sad that I'm running out of stuff to do. Um, at least major bosses uh, wise. So um, yeah, I've got um, in terms of major bosses, I've got Moog, Melania, and uh, the Elden Beast left. Um, Obviously Looking forward got, to hearing about your experience with Melania. Yeah, I'm saving her for last. Um, As you should, yes. Yeah, because I, I have heard horror stories about her, but um, yeah, we'll we'll see how that goes. Yeah, uh, I think I might have mentioned before, but Melania, out of all the bosses in Souls, took me the most tries. And Ryan, like, don't you even feel bad or discouraged about having to reset your character? I did it myself about three times during my playthrough of Elden, uh, Elden yeah. myself. To, to be fair, um, I already reset mm-hmm. once because I needed enough arcane to be able to use Rivers of Blood, and nah. um, I, I didn't have enough arcane. So I had I had been. Uh, it's funny because I had originally envisioned myself as a like a sword and shield strength and dex character. And so that's how I kind of started leveling myself up. But then I literally used the Uchigatana until <laughs> I found Rivers of Blood. Uchigatana like, is such a yeah. funny name. <laughs> but I, I used that weapon for the entire time until I got Rivers of Blood. Um, so I beat basically everybody except all the way up to the Fire Giant with that weapon. Um, and so... Um, I, once I got that weapon, I was like, well, shit, now i got to get some arcane, uh, and it's much easier to respec than to try to level up that much arcane, especially late in the game, because it costs a lot uh, to level up yeah. later in the game. So, but yeah. Well, look- Luckily, they give you plenty of items to, like, respec. I think in a single playthrough, you can get, like, 12 respec tokens equivalent. So yeah. it's like, you don't even have to worry about wasting one of them. It's just kind right. of just keep going. So that's good. Yeah, I, hopefully my advice helped you out a bit because that's the same exact thing that I used in order to beat the boss on my first playthrough. Uh, cause I was using also a similar weapon that didn't really work too well against that particular boss. And that was also under level two, it turns out. But at the time, I obviously didn't have a barometer cause I was reviewing the game. So I was just kind of, everything was blind. It's like, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I think you'll get it. Uh, you've seen the attacks. Once you have uh, the resistance to kind of take, um, you know, basically you're going to be taking like 30% of the damage that you used to take after you put the spell on. Yeah. And the talisman and stuff, then it's gonna be much, much easier for you. Yeah, I'm, uh, I- I'm expecting, this. so the other thing that, um, let me, so let me just say, as much as I love this game, uh, and as l- much as I have loved basically all of the boss fights so far, that one sucks. Uh, I just, I don't enjoy it at all, because, um, the, the boss basically runs from you, and uh if you're a melee character, it's like impossible to chase down effectively without completely burning your stamina. Uh and you don't get to ride your horse in that boss fight. So <laughs> yeah. um you're just basically stuck trying to run around and chase the boss down. And uh it's been, I'll say, my least uh my least favorite fight so far. 
Um, wow. I, I still think the so I haven't obviously tried Melania yet. I still think the boss that I had the hardest time with at this point is Godric. Um, oh really? Uh, because you're talking about the, the full version, right? No, no, not Godfrey, Godric, uh, the one in Stormvale Castle. Oh, okay. Because um, you're so, I'll say, relatively underleveled by the time you get to him. Mm-hmm. Um, and his attacks do, at the time, uh, by the time you get to him, his attacks do a significant amount of damage. Uh, plus, he's got that fire attack once he puts the dragon's arm on. Um, so, yeah, he's he's probably the one I've fought the most times at this point. Um, probably the fire giant was second. Um but that was more bad luck in a couple cases. Um, there were a couple times. Well, once. Uh, so, you know, when you fight the fire giant, there's a uh, cut scene halfway through fighting him when you get him to a second stage. Coming out of that cut scene, my character just died uh, for no reason. Like, as soon as the cut scene ended, my character fell over dead. So I don't know what happened. I don't know if it was a glitch because of where I was standing when I beat his first phase. Um, but yeah, that, so that was, uh, a pain, but, um, he just in general, I think is kind of a tough boss. Hmm. <laughs> That's but, funny. I, yeah, glitches like that tend to have, uh, yeah, it's just, you know, just kind of mess you up a bit. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, o- overall, again, I'm still really loving the game. It's, uh, it's definitely my game of the year. Uh, it's, I mean, it's hard for me to see. Um, God of War beating it, but it definitely, I mean, the first one was amazing. So if it's anything like the first one, it, it's definitely got a chance. Nice. I'm glad to hear you're enjoying it. And, uh, it, it's a game that's like really good to play while you're taking your time with it because there's so much things to explore yeah, for sure. and things to do and stuff. So that's great. Yeah, for sure. Got, and by the way, I just beat Moog while I was talking here. So nice. So cross that one off the list. Uh, uh, let me know when you're fighting Melania and you're going to be talking about it in the show, so I can listen to it. Okay, yeah, definitely. Uh, <laughs> That's going to be fun. I'm confident that that one's going to be a uh, that one's going to be a, a, a very frustrating fight. Um, yeah, don't don't but, be afraid to respect for that fight as well. After what, you respect so what's, the fight what's her sort of weakness? Uh, <laughs> she doesn't uh, have one. Is that what you're telling me? Staggerable is what oh, I'll tell okay. you. Yeah. So that is your best bet. Be as aggressive as you can without being suicidal is the best best thing. If you try to just dodge and block everything, you will die. Gotcha. And what level were you when when you finally beat her? Probably about uh, 120. I did not level up that much. I should have, honestly. The thing about it is, like, to me, when I fought her, once again, the, the whole review aspect of it, I had no idea that she was supposed to be this hard. And I thought I was just, like, not seeing the pattern. So I just kind of beat my head against the wall for a little while. And then after I figured out that she's some kind of, like, super boss that I really need to take the precaution for, then I went out of the way of respect, leveled up my... Uh, spirit summon for Titch, and then I was finally able to get her down eventually. But ooh, it's, it was it was not easy. It took me over fifty tries to beat her. 
Wow. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, anyway, that's, uh, that's it, Ken. That's all I got. All right. I'll wrap this bitch up with a couple things. Uh, indie games. Um, mm, yeah, it's not a great week. Although, I feel like I, I played the new WayForward game, Spider Soars, and I feel like they have the same problem as Arxis. Like, they put out some pretty quality games consistently, but they're forgotten about so quick. And Spider Soars feels like it's going to be another one of those. It's literally a left-to-right Contra kind of run-and-gun shooter, but the hook is is that it's got some Metroidvania to it where you get these powers as you progress through. So basically you go through a level, you kill a giant. So we talked about this last week, but they're dinosaurs with spider DNA. So they're kind of mixed monsters, and every monster you beat at the end of every level, you get a new power. So you'll get, like, I can stick to walls, I can double jump, you know, uh, my dash is better. And, and as you get these powers, you know, the game becomes a little easier. You can go back to older levels and, and pick up things. It's perfectly competent. It's got that way forward, like, the one of the main characters looks like she could have been in a Shantae game. Like, that's just what you kind of expect. Um, runs real smooth, plays real smooth. But I just feel like it'll come and go like everything else way forward puts out. Uh, which is sad, because their games are always good. There's just kind of too many of them. Um... Crut the Mythic Wings was another one that you're playing this like bird dude who's it reminds me of the side scrolling levels from oh Actraiser. That's the name I'm trying to think of. Actraiser. So the combat doesn't feel great, and honestly, it's very telling of a game when I'm halfway through the first level and I'm skipping enemies because I just don't care to bother to attack them because it's not that fun. Well, Ken, you you had my uh, hopes up when you said ActRaiser, yeah, and then you said it sucks. So yeah, no, it it just reminds oh. me of it like visually, like okay. of the side scrolling levels. By, by the way, guys, like I didn't play the ActRaiser remake, but I saw some screenshots of it and said, "Wow, that looks like trash." Is that game any good, or am I? I am didn't I with the, the original ActRaiser. No, the, 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 the new remake, one remake. Uh, I have not played that. I didn't play it either. I heard it was trash. <laughs> I heard it was trash yeah. as well. I heard it depended okay. on where you played it. There was some neat additions, but it wasn't better than the original. Yeah. No, I heard, like, people... Like, it's shadow dropped during a direct, right? And then, like, 20 minutes later, Twitter was just like, this game sucks. <laughs> that's that's kind of unfortunate, because ActRaiser is such a cool concept in terms of, like, the gameplay and stuff like that. The town building, the side scrolling, and how they interact with each other. And, uh, yeah. It'd yeah. be great if they would put their efforts into seeing how that was kind of the beginning of the team that would go on to make Illusion of Gaia. Maybe maybe redo those games, and, and good. That'd be nice. Thanks. Good. I would I would love like a remake of Terra Enigma. It's like one of my favorite uh, SNES games that that's never came the, out in the States. Uh, I want to say that's the third game in that series. There was what is it, Soul Blazer and then uh Illusion of Gaia and then uh Terra Enigma. Gotcha. Yeah, Taking me back can... to issues of EGM with the ads for those games. Holy shit. <laughs> Wait, Terra Enigma had it ads for I'm thinking. I'm, I'm mostly thinking Soul Blazer. Oh, okay. Yeah, Soul Blazer is definitely. I can remember like a full page ad for Soul Blazer in an EGM. So, 
Uh, Mothman 1966 is a choose-your-own-dialogue adventure. Um, very pixelated art style. Very green and black, dark colors. Uh, not my jam. Rayland is a Rayland is a puzzle game that like you could literally get lost in. It's basically just taking mirrors and redirecting lines of beams of light to reach the end of the puzzle. That's pretty much all you do. Uh Super Ola Champion Edition is a runner where you're a llama jumping over frogs and alligators and it's not very good. Sounds like a phone game that was yeah, over. yeah, I could see this being a phone game. Shred Remastered, I was excited because it's like Trials on Bicycles, and then I played it, and I was like, this is not very great. Um, Tales of Bistoon actually surprised me. So this game reminds me a lot of Stories, The Path of Destinies, where there's mm-hmm. a constant narrative of this guy talking about what you're doing in the game. It's a isometric perspective, action RPG Um and I think it's really cool. I only played like a half hour of it, but it, it definitely gave me a stories vibe, and I might play some more of that one. And then the last indie game I played was called Dreadout 2. I never played Dreadout 1, but this is essentially a third-person horror game where you're walking around with your phone as your flashlight. Um, in a school, you're, of course, you know, a, a, a schoolgirl in a short skirt walking around with an axe. Yeah, it's, you, of course you, you are. You get you get where that's going. Well, let's talk about the most important indie game this week. And Ryan, I'm upset you didn't play it. We didn't talk about it, but I fucking washed with some power. I know I didn't have a chance. I so uh, I shouldn't say I didn't have a chance. Uh, we've got company coming in next weekend, and so we have been basically working on the house nonstop. So you lived and, you lived it in real life. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, the the little bit of time I did have, I played Elden Ring. So, um, holy shit! Tell me, tell me all about it. Tell me holy how glorious shit. it is. This game is so. F- I've put eight hours in this game in one week. <laughs> Damn! This game is the most relaxing thing I've ever played in my life. It's it's it speaks to my my OCD of trying to get every little nook and cranny of dirt. Um. Also, now when I walk around in my garage, I'm like, I could totally power wash this 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 section of my floor, <laughs> and then move to this section of my floor, and then move to the. So, this game it literally is what it says it is. It's a power wash simulator. It's a first person game. You've got your spray gun. You've got different nozzles you can attach to it. You can buy upgrades. You can buy new guns. You can buy cleaning solutions. But basically, each level gives you an. an you know, it starts off real simple. Here's a van. Clean the van. That took me, like, ten minutes. No big deal. Like, it's broken down into sections. Each section has, like, a meter. You can kind of watch it. You can also pull up a tablet that shows you all the different things that you're cleaning. Tells you the percentage that you've got them done. Um, It'll tell you what type of material it is. So when you buy, like, soaps and cleaning solutions, you can actually... You can clean them with just water, but if you have, like, a metal soap solution, it'll actually clean it faster and more efficiently. Um, but you start off with something simple like a van, but holy shit, it, it ramps up real quick to where I was cleaning an entire playground and eventually like an an entire house. And from what I've seen in the later levels, you clean like an entire like district, which 
I can't even imagine how long that would take because it took me three hours to clean the house. What I would love is that they start to it starts to get crazier and crazier. Just yeah, it starts off as a simulator, but then you're like, why are there blood stains on the floor? So hold on, <laughs> Anthony, hold on. Oh God. When you're cleaning the house, so while you're cleaning, you'll get text messages, and the text messages will unlock new missions, but they also come from, like, your partner that that you do the business with. And when I was cleaning the house, he mentioned that there was, like, these symbols under the dirt that they thought were angelic. Like, there's actual dialogue about stuff like that while you're cleaning the house. (laughs) Holy shit. That's the shit. I, I, that's the thing, like, if... I feel like there's two types of simulators. There's the joke ones. And, like, you're not Goat Simulator, and, like, even Goat Simulator. Okay, enough. Anyways. um, And then there's, like, the super serious, boring, you're gonna learn to fly a plane today, son, fucking type simulators. And there's never one that's like, no, no, we're gonna do that thing, but we're also gonna, like, explore the fucking zaniness we can go without like totally taking you out of the the game because oh like, yeah this is 100 has this if, if it if it like if that game turns into like you have to stop an alien invasion with your fucking spray gun by just you're, you're using the same mechanics it's not <laughs> like you're shooting aliens down or whatever but like you're stopping the plague by cleaning everything like fucking sure that so, so I won't spoil. I won't spoil all of them, but they're what they call the special cleaning sessions, and one of them is the Mars rover. Nice. Oh, nice. Yeah. This so, is the shit I'm talking cool about. Idea. I didn't yep. even know that was a thing. Yep. This game. <laughs> Make it weird. This game is so fucking good. And the best part is, baby, it's on Game Pass. That's right. Damn it, I'm, true, it I'm is. Downloading it. Oh, it's, uh, oh, it's so good. Can't. It's so good. I didn't need a game like this in my life, man. Oh no, dude, this is like like I I I took breaks from Overwatch to play this this week, and this was the final weekend of the beta for Overwatch Two. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so I was I was power washing when I wasn't playing the the final beta for Overwatch. Damn. This game sounds like it's one of those things where it's like, I'll sit down and play this game for like 30 minutes. And then you look up the clock, it's been five hours. Oh, 100%. uh, 100%. Oh, no. This game is so bad for my timing. Like, it's so funny. Like, everybody in my house thinks I'm crazy. Like, my son keeps coming in here. He's like, you're still fucking playing this? I'm like, yeah. The real question to be asked is, did you order a power nozzle for washing in real life yet? I've been pricing them. I'm thinking about it. Maybe those senators are right, then. Video games does cost you to commit the acts that you do in these video games, man. We really need to cut back and censor out all these cleaning activities. I know Drew loves the lawnmower simulator and you're about to buy a power washer. I don't know, man. This is getting harmful here. Oof. Oh, this game is so good. It's so it's so relaxing. Especially because it, it does the thing where it, it has really good feedback. So, <clears throat> like, you can press right on the D-pad to see where all the dirt is. So, like, if you're missing a spot, like, you've got it 99%. You're like, where the fuck is this last piece of dirt? You can just tap right on the D-pad. It'll glow orange for a second kind of show you where it's at. Also, when you complete a section that is deemed a section, it'll make this ding sound. 
And the ding sound is so satisfying, especially when you've been like going at this really big area and you finally get that ding. You're like, oh, man. Oh, man, I like the uh, haptic feedback because uh, I figure if if I play with like a mouse and keyboard, I might be missing out on some cool vibration stuff. There is definitely some some feeling of the different nozzles. So like you've got the one that's just straight spray, but it's mm-hmm. it covers a wide area, but it doesn't get in the deep. You can eventually get a nozzle that is a straight stream, but also kind of moves in a in a circular pattern. And man, it feels good. I'm saving up for the industrial. I'm saving up for the industrial uh, spray gun right now. It's five grand, I think, for that one. Damn. So, and and just as an example, <clears throat> the house that I cleaned only paid me six fifty, and that took me three hours. So, I'm saving up. It's like it's like, it's like hundred and twenty bucks per hour. It's not that bad. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was a, it was a good job to do, and I got to climb up on like you. There's things in the environment you can use to get to higher places. Like they'll put ladders in the floor or stools that you can step on. Oh man, this game! It's God so damn, good. I feel like we're going to be talking about which power washers to buy for real. Oh, a hundred percent. That's few weeks. That's going to happen. That's gonna oh happen man, at some point. Oh my God, this game is so good. No, I spent the rest. Uh, Oh, go ahead. I'll go, I'll go ahead. You're, you're about to talk about Overwatch 2 anyway, right? No, no. I talked about that last week, and people get mad when I talk about it too much. Real brief, do yeah. you like Overwatch 2? I do. Uh, I'm frustrated at the beta because literally you can only get in as support right now. The queues for DPS and tank are like 15 minutes, and I just don't oh, want to wait that no. long. Mm-hmm. Um, I do like the changes. I do like the new characters. Um, Sojourn feels overpowered right now. Junker Queen... I feel like we're going to have to get used to that. She's an interesting tank, but we'll see how it plays out when, when we're actually playing competitive, because right now everybody's just kind of fucking around. So Fair enough. When's the game actually launching in terms of like full, full release? October 4th is the launch date. Because <laughs> October didn't have enough games coming out for it. Right, exactly. I'm like, dude, oh you're going to drop, and it drops at the beginning of the month, so I'm like, Jesus Christ. Yep. Anyway, I expect them to do one more beta with the new support character, which we haven't seen yet, and that'll be the last beta before launch. That'd be my guess. Gotcha. Yeah, no, I like it. I, it feels weird to not be shooting shields. Like, I, I've been shooting shields now for, like, three years, and it feels weird not to. So. Reinhardt still has a shield, doesn't he? He does, but there's only one tank, so it doesn't take long to break a shield. So That's true. Especially when they've, like... Buffed up so many of these DPS characters to do so much damage now. It, it kind of feels like it'll be kind of miserable playing Ryan, and Ryan was my favorite character to play in that game. So the changes know. they made to him make him much more viable. So okay, yeah, the shield is just yeah, there I'll, for I'll like see a, for myself for sure. Yeah, like yeah. the shield is just there for like a quick team fight. But when you get to brawling with him, if you're playing a brawl build, you know, with your team, he's pretty mm-hmm. good. He's pretty good. Nice, cool, cool. Alright, uh, the rest of the time I spent, I went down rabbit holes, I, I was, we were cleaning our garage, and I stumbled across, like, all of my old systems, so I was like, you know what, I'm gonna dig into some, some GameCube, I'm gonna dig into some, uh, PlayStation 2, some original Xbox, which led me down to more rabbit holes of buying HDMI adapters, and, Jesus, I, I went down a rabbit hole, and it, it turns out, like, GameCube is cool when you hook it up, but my emulation's better. Um, yeah, 
Yeah, Dolphin's so, pretty great. Uh, my PS2, I have a slim and discover that it no longer reads uh, certain discs. <laughs> oh. That on brand for PlayStation 2s, by the way. I went through like yeah. four systems because of that. Yeah, the slim though, I thought it was okay. Yeah, I was gonna say, unfortunately, PlayStation 2 is one of the few uh, retro systems that I don't have anymore. At least of the ones that I used to own, because uh, I gave mine away. I had a slim PS2 as well, and there are times when I'm like, man, I wish I hadn't given that away. Well, you know, retro arch is pretty good. It's pretty good. And you can dump the disc if you have a DVD drive, just FYI. Interesting. Yeah, I, I can I can teach you about that. I've, I've oh, been doing okay. some PS2 stuff on RetroArch, and it's running okay. It's, it runs okay. Ryan, I've, I've been playing some nice uh, Skies of Arcadia Legends. <laughs> oh, God, Pretty what great. a great, what a great it's game. Pretty great. Yes. The, uh, I uh, I st- uh, tried to start playing that. Uh, with my son, actually, uh, on the actual GameCube. And um, he wasn't as into it. I, I was hoping that he would get into it, but he wasn't as into it. So eventually I need to go back. I've yeah. got it. Yeah, I've got it. Um, uh, I have Dolphin as well, obviously, and it you, runs okay on that on my computer. So You can um, run Dolphin in RetroArch now. I know you yep. can, yeah. yeah. that's I, I've, uh, I have run a couple of the GameCube games that I have, and as Jay said, I I own Skies of Arcadia Legends on the GameCube, so mm-hmm. yeah, I don't that feel was, bad about having a ROM and running it in <laughs> yeah. uh, RetroArch. That's where I was kind of going but, uh, with, like, like I hooked up my GameCube and I booted up Wave Race. Um, and I'm like, wow, this looks like shit on 480i or whatever the fuck it's running at. Yeah. And then I booted it up in RetroArch, I'm like, oh, oh, this looks like a modern fucking video game. Yeah, you yeah, bump up the internal resolution by yeah. like four times. You put like a full widescreen hack on it so it shows more of the screen without being stretched out. It's amazing what they've done. Yeah, uh, I will. The only one I can't do is Xbox, so I did get the Xbox up and running. And apparently, the Xbox I have is running XBMC, so it's kind of got a weird opening menu. But I did boot up a couple games, just digging through it. And I, I did pick up an HDMI convert. I did grab that one. From Amazon, Anthony, and you're right, it works fine. Um, Xbox, some games ran at the, like, the, back then, the X- you you couldn't tell. Like, your TV wasn't good enough to tell. Right, now yeah. Now I, I can you tell. Would, you would maybe get a bit of a difference <laughs> off of a 480p image, if it could output that. Yeah, so, like, I booted up a couple games, and <clears throat> don't ask me why I booted this game up, but Turok Evolution definitely does not run anything higher than 480i. I didn't think so. Um, yeah, like a GameCube, you can push to 480p. If you can find that fucking cable. No, you don't have to anymore. Well, I'm so, not so, so do you do you know if your GameCube has that digital out port? I do. It's the black one, so I don't know. Well, so if it has a digital port out, you can just buy an HDMI cable for it now. Hmm. Well, I mean, I have. to be fair, RetroArch's running it better. So I might just stay there because hooking up a retro system to my TV requires not only the another HDMI port, which for God's sakes, I've got a 360, yeah, a PS3, that. a Series X, a PlayStation 5, my PC, my Apple TV, and a Polymega all running into my TV. So I've got fucking splitters and breakout boxes all over the place. It's crazy. 
I'm just looking to see if I can find the HDMI cable. Um, oh, speaking of sound, uh, Steam Deck's uh, was it speakers are actually much better than I expected them to be. Way better than Switch for sure. Yeah, yeah, like it's super loud and the sound is very full. And I actually wasn't expecting that from from my handhelds, so that that was a nice, pleasant surprise. Yeah, I, I've been down a bad rabbit hole, and then I, Ryan, it's terrible. I've used RetroArch all this time. I didn't know you could customize like the menu to remove stuff. I didn't know you could change oh, the yeah. background color. I didn't know you like. Oh yeah, you can I, do crazy stuff. Yeah, and I had never done that, so my shit still looked like PS2, like with the blue fade wave with all the extra shit you don't want, like images and video and fucking all that shit. But yeah, I, I've been down a rabbit hole, installed achievements on RetroArch, so now I'm earning achievements in games, played some Metroid Prime, you know, because Nintendo's never going to put out that fucking HD version. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy how much money people, like companies, are just sitting on with all this retro stuff. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. I'm out here actively trying to give you money for things, and you won't take mm-hmm. my fucking money. Yep, yep. It's crazy because I will buy all of this. Like I can run it now and I can play it, but I always prefer playing it through like the way it's meant to be played. Like exactly. Give me like anytime I want to play a Super Nintendo game, it's available on Switch Online. I'll play it there. I won't go to a ROM. I'll play it there because I don't have my Super Nintendo hooked up anymore. Right. Like, do you know how excited I was to, to learn about that Atari collection that's coming at the end of this year? I'll finally be able to play some fucking Jaguar games without dicking around. You know, do you like, want to play Jaguar games, though? Is there, isn't there like two good Jaguar games in the entire library? You know what? And one of them is definitely not on there. I play whatever the fuck. I, sometimes I just want to play some shit, even if it's some shit. I like some shit. Mm. Like, some classic games are bad. I still like playing them. I'm a proponent of Project Overkill. If you've never played that, that's a bad video game. My namesake got an HD remaster. Go sort that shit out. True. That's a bad video yeah. game. It's not a good video. It's game a it's sure. a bad video game because we've made better though. Sure, but like it's... It, at the time they were working off of very little to get that to work. There's the difference between that and um, uh, Eternal Champions. Eternal Champions is a bad, <laughs> great video game. Leave it alone. The, is that the listen, N64 game? No. no Sega Genesis. Genesis and, and Sega, Sega CD. CD. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. It's, uh, as I mentioned on Twitter the other day, Ken is the uh, <laughs> the champion of horrible 90s fighting games. 100%. Bio, bio Freaks, War Gods, Mace the Dark Age, oh, Dark oh. Rift. It's the N64 game, right? Uh, yes. Yeah, War Gods is the N64 that, That's what I was thinking game. about. It was on okay. PlayStation. Yeah. It was on PlayStation. War Gods uh, was good, man. War Gods was on PlayStation, so was BioFreaks. Huh. They were both I don't, Mace I don't Dark Age. War God being on PlayStation, but I believe you. Yeah, it's like I have the disc. I know it exists. I, I told you I spent Not a more flex. time than I'm comfortable admitting playing that horrible Dungeons and Dragons Ravencroft um, Iron and Blood Iron and Blood fighting game. You know what the best part about that game is, and I will never forget this as long as I live. If you play as the Goblin. Yep. And you stab a person on the ground, he goes, well, I'm going to have a sandwich. <laughs> I will never forget that for the rest of my life that he says that line when he stabs somebody on the ground. 
I'm gonna have a sandwich. I'm gonna have a sandwich. But he makes this like little laugh at the beginning. He's like, Bruh, I'm gonna have a sandwich. The guy getting stabbed or the one doing the stabbing? The one doing the stabbing. Okay. That makes goblin, slightly more sense. The goblin in that game has some fucking outstanding voice lines. It's just... Yes, Ryan is correct. If there's a bad fighting game on PlayStation 1, N64, Saturn, I am a proponent of that video game. Hmm. I love those games. They were so... Hold on. Let's not, let's not stop there. There were plenty of bad fighting games on the original Xbox that you also enjoyed. Tao Fang, Fist of the Tao Lotus. Tao Fang, Fist of the Lotus. Kakdo uh, Chojin. Kakdo Chojin, yes. 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 Oh, do you still have Kuto Chojin? Yes, I do. I do. With that, with that, so not only is it a bad video game, it also used that same sample that fucking Ocarina of Time used. Yep. And I remember, I remember the day we took those discs to the dumpster where most of them made it. Ha! <laughs> it's like the headphones I'm using right now. We're yeah. hey, we're gonna throw those out, right? I worked yeah. at I worked at EB Games. Do you want twenty dollars for them? When Microsoft asked us to destroy all of the Cocteau Chojins, most of them got destroyed. I'm sure they did. Yeah. My, my, I can legitimately, the headphones I'm using right now, um, when I worked at Target, they're, they're Skull Candy headphones. They're like the higher end ones and they were gonna crush them all. I'm like, uh, how about you sell me some so it's not a complete write off? How much are you thinking for them? <laughs> so I mean, manager said I'm like, twenty dollars? Like, uh, zero dollars and zero cents? That's well, how much I paid for Cocteau Children. I, I said, yeah, but that, I mean, they should have paid you to take it. Well, here's the point. thing, Anthony. Um, I tried to I be said, legitimate. I, said, I tried to be legitimate and pay for it, and we were not allowed to sell it. I I said, how many? How he's like, how many do you want? And I said, two. And he's like, done. <laughs> all right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. So that's all the video games we're playing. So let's talk about what's coming out this week. It's not. It's actually a pretty good week. There's some big games. So. <laughs> As Dusk Falls is out this week, that's that, uh, you know, Xbox doesn't have any first party games. Well, there's one. That's that really weird one you saw in the presentation where, like, the still images, the choose your own adventure kind of game. Do you remember that? I, I do, and I know they got some, like, notable actors playing roles and stuff like that, but I'm still kind of confused as to know what that game is about is it just like a visual novel style with still pictures or is it kind of like a telltale series with animations and stuff there's no animations but it has the choices and stuff so you can do branching paths and things like that i don't know it's if the story's game, good you know i'm down it's on yeah. game pass so why the fuck not try it at least i guess sure 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 yeah um what is not on game pass though also coming from microsoft this week is forza horizon 5 expansion hot wheels that's out this week Oh. Uh, Gloom and Doom Here's the big one I'm excited and this is exactly what we were just talking about Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance 2 Remaster is coming out this week I will pay for that Love those games Does it look like a good uh, It's a remaster not a remake right Yes it's just like the yeah. first one They okay. did that first one what was it last year I think is when it came out That one was good so I'll buy this one too Was last yeah. year the year That Dark Alliance came out Oh, that that, yes, that is this, it was it was the same year as that. I think that was last. It year. It was last year. Okay, yes, it Ryan, was. Ryan's sure. the 
basically the person I was asking. He's you know, the proponent of the... bad um, RPGs. That's right. So <laughs> I I am to Eurojank RPGs as Ken is to bad 90s fighting games. So. To be fair, to be fair on this nice. particular situation, though, we had higher hopes for that Dark Alliance I had game. I had super have, high hopes for that. That's not really an RPG at all. No, it's not. No. Still. I, yeah, I downloaded that game to play it, and then I heard people talking about it, and then I just uninstalled it. That's probably yeah. wise. We tried even yeah. co-op to play that game, and it's still not, it's still not good. Yeah. That's unfortunate. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, it's, it's super unfortunate for me because it's, uh, uh, not only do I like the Dark Alliance, the original Dark Alliance games, but this one is based on the Dritz novel series that I'm super into. So I was very much looking forward to a game, uh, based in that universe, and it sucked. Uh, Seduction, a monk's fate. So, a monk? Or a monk? A monk, like a Buddhist monk. Oh, okay. Like uh, a monk. Yeah. Gotcha. Stranger of Paradise, Final Fantasy Origin, Trials of the Dragon King. First expansion for that game. Uh, Bright Memory Infinite. Remember that game? That's out this week. Finally. Hell Pie. And Severed Steel. This is all Series X and PS5 stuff, by the way. Uh, and then Capcom Arcade Classics Volume 2. Is out this week, which has some sweet ass dude. It has the fucking Mega Man fighting games in it. Really? This is the one with all the Darkstalker games, or was that the other? Armada? That was the fighting collection. Uh, but this one oh, okay. does have some Darkstalkers games. Like, there's some bleed over between those two collections. Hmm. Like, I think um, a couple Darkstalkers games are in this. As is, I want to say either Red Earth or Cyberbots. I can't remember which. So, that's out this week. Uh, go to PS5 real quick, see if there's anything extra. Yep, Century Age of Ashes, which I think is that free-to-play dragon game. Uh, Madison Possessed Edition. Dreadout 2, coming to PlayStation 5 this week, came to Xbox last week. And finally, the game the internet can't stop talking about, and I don't know why, Stray, the cat game. Is a lot of people talking about that game? Oh, dude, yes. my Twitter feed is blowing up like, oh, I can't wait for Stray, I can't wait for Stray. Really? I haven't heard of anyone talking about it in my feed, but my feed is very different. Yeah, My son is super excited for Stray. Awesome. So we're going to play it. Yeah, it's you on love, PlayStation you know? PP, so. Yeah, it's on PP+. Plus. <laughs> oh, you saw that, uh, Ken, the uh, Streaming Wars, South Park? Oh, 100%. I need to watch the second yeah. part. I haven't seen the first one. Uh, I just saw it yesterday. It was good. Question. Yeah, go uh, ahead. Do you remember that stupid bird uh, skateboarding game? Yeah, I've Skate Burb or whatever it was called. Skate, yeah, <clears throat> whatever it's called. This is feels like that in the same sort of Dude, hype. Like everybody's excited. That game whether sucked. Or not this... <laughs> it looked like it was bad. I don't know what the people were thinking. Like everybody's like, oh, it's going to be great. I'm like, is it though? It, did, it yeah. doesn't look very good. This at least looks better than that. I'll try it because it's free with my PlayStation PP, but that's I wouldn't buy it. Like, they asked me if I wanted a review code like two weeks ago, and I'm like, nah. Nah. Um, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, mostly the same stuff. We're also getting Engl- Endling, Extinction is Forever. 
uh, Hazel Sky. Same, same. Arcade Archives, Check and Pop. Oh, snap, Check and Pop. Uh, Danganronpa S, Ultimate Summer Camp. Uh, Post Void, River City Saga, Three Kingdoms, and Omori. Check Xbox. Hell yeah, Omori. It's already out My, on uh, Xbox. Game of the Year 2021. Oh, uh, is, the River, is the River City... I didn't realize this was coming out. That I need is... to know. Because... What is it called? River City Give Three me a second. Kingdoms? I got River City Saga Three Kingdoms. Kingdoms. What the fuck? Uh, the next box one, mostly the same stuff. Uh, the only additional stuff here is Airy Vikings and Princess Loot Pixel again X2. Whew, that was a mouthful. That's a that, that's a title that rolls off the tongue. Absolutely. Like a Richard Blade. Oh, All right, no. Nintendo no. Switch. It's time. Hold to on. Pull. Wait. Oh, go ahead. I need to read this out loud. Cuneo, the beloved hot-blooded renegade, is back to wreak havoc in the world of the Three Kingdoms. The story covers all the way from the Yellow Turban Rebellion. Oh shit! Yellow to the Battle Turban of Red Rebellion. Cliffs through six dense chapters. I just saw as soon as I saw Yellow Turban Rebellion, I was like, "Oh crap!" All right, it's time for the switch and figure out which one of these games is horny. Uh, I'm not going to go through the same stuff that's I already said for the other systems, but we also have Fallen Angel, Red Out Two. The first one is a ding, ding, ding. Bunny must die. Chelsea and the Seven Devils. That feels like that might be one. I don't know. Uh, Am I kind-hearted? Bricky to me. Coral. Okay, Bond? so I I decided. Fuck it. Let's look up. Bunny must die. Okay. Is it far? Far less horny than I expect. Is it a bunny girl? Yes. Is it? Done in a way that's made to be like horny. I I feel like you'd have to struggle to get there. To be honest with you, I mean, like it looks like a Metroidvania <laughs> that's actually pretty decent. I'm surprised. This is not what I was expecting at all. I was ex- I was expecting that. To See, be this is you, like real. This is a fun game because now I'm going to read two games that I don't think are, but you totally oh, see God. that they would be. Okay, so give the, me the first one. The first one is a Japanese escape games, The Hotel of Tricks. <laughs> Hold on. Uh, <laughs> well, that, that, one's a, that one's a pass. I pass on that one. Yeah, Hold I don't on. think it I'm is either, it but All right. it totally could be. Okay, and then what's the next one? Wally and the Fantastic Predators. <laughs> Oh god, okay. Oh, Alright, okay. Alright. Okay. Alright. Okay. <laughs> uh, right. okay. Like Wally, like the the Pixar? No. Oh no, this is a lot of no, but this is no and not the way I'd expect. Oh no, that spider moved way too uncomfortably realistically. Uh oh. It's a spitter it's a uh, spitter game. Uh yeah, so it's a uh, Wally and the Fantastic Predators actually looks amazing. I don't know if it's my type of game because it's got permadeath type of stuff. Oh no! But it's a roguelite oozing with charm and humor for one to two players. Uh, watch the video on that Steam page and watch how that spider moves and just. Ugh. Okay, oh, I'll God, get to that in moves, a minute. All right, moves so wrong. Also, the Japanese escape game looks like a cheap. Yeah, I escape figured. Game. I like. Give me a second. I need you to see the level of. Uh, God, the the level of like um, graphic design we're working with here. 
for the Japanese escape game. Oh my! Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. one of those. It's a Unity Assets oh, game. Oh man, I yeah, love Unity Microsoft Word. <laughs> All right, the rest um, of the the rest of the Switch games. Uh, Doodle Devil Evolution, Doodle Devil Pack. Say that three times fast. God damn, I barely got through one. <laughs> Doodle Devil Evolution. Uh, Dungeon Slime Collection, Hover Racer, Inertia Redux, Sakura Fantasy. Yeah, I think that that might be one. And then Live a Live is out this week. Oh, nice. Yeah. Wait, I, it, I still need to it, play the demo. It, I haven't. Yeah, it's, this, so it's on Friday. 22nd. Oh, damn. Yeah. Oh, man. I want to play the, I played the demo uh, of the first path, and I I enjoyed it. Yeah, it's on my list. I need to I need to play the demo. I haven't had a chance to play it yet. Oh, shit. Live but, Lives getting the, the a demo's good. copy. It, uh, it carries over to the actual game, too, so, which is always nice. Yeah, that's always uh, nice. Yeah, I want to keep my schedule free for Xenoblade 3 at the end of this month, though. I'm going to go buy oh. a physical copy Hold of this game. I do, hate myself. Do y'all, know who Matt, do y'all know who Matt McMuscles is? Yes. Okay. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Yeah, fuck off. He's, he's, he's in your he's got bad taste too. <laughs> yeah, like, what the fuck is... He's... Oh, uh, yeah, no. He's a bad example to prove your point. No. Also, also Sakura Fantasy is our horny game of the week. Excellent. I knew there'd be at least one. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Hold on. Let me... I'm going to watch this video after. I'm going to watch this video and the, um, the Digital Foundry. I've been watching their PlayStation 3... Uh, 1080p videos. Those are really good. Oh wow, that's, Man, that's like what that's is that? It's not even too horny. But that's yeah. But it's not. It's oh fuck. It's like Dude, it does have is, nudity yeah. as a tag. But it's like that is some is armor, armor right there. Holy, Wait, like shit. what is that? <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with people? Dude, oh, touch I, grass, guys. Touch grass. Dude, Jesus Christ. I'm not sure if you guys do this too, but on my Steam, when I boot up Steam, I like to scroll down to see like what's coming out because I don't really keep up with release date. These I don't want to know what's coming PC out. Ones. And the the amount of porn games that they showcase on like I, the front page of Steam these days is insane. There's well, just like I, one about like Hitler furry porn. We, dude, we game. talked about that game last oh, week. Oh, I, 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 I showed that. So I follow that Twitter account that's what's new on Steam. Steam, yeah, I sent uh-huh. that to you. Yeah, yeah, and then there's also one called like the videos, like it shows the trailer. So I follow both of those, and they tweet at the same time. And oh my god, those videos! Man, well, maybe yeah. something shouldn't be on front page. You know, I that. Um... I've I've actually blocked adult games on on Steam because I'm just tired of seeing them. They're they're all crap. Like yes. I'm like yeah no I'm good. I don't need to see it. No like we've hidden this from you. I'm like no that's thank you. The only reason why I can see it is when I type it in my browser. I'm not logged in. So all right, uh, let's do the news. So we got lots of news this week. Uh, we'll start with Nintendo has updated their patent for machine learning. Uh, which continues to spark the rumors about the upgraded Switch with DLSS. We'll see. Who knows? Here's one that hurt this week, the way this is just worded. Respawn is recruiting for a new single-player game in the Apex Legends universe. That's funny. It's no longer the Titanfall universe. Press press F to pay your respects to Titanfall, man. Damn. (laughs) 
Yep. I mean, Fall 2 was so good, too. Bums me it out. was. Yeah, excellent. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, Returnal on Steam keeps getting updates. This has got to be soon, right? This has got to be soon. I would think. Yeah, that's got to be the next game because it's Spider-Man and then or Miles Morales and then was it Miles Morales first or was it Spider-Man first that's coming? I can't uh, remember. I don't remember either. I know it makes one sense of them to make Spider-Man come first because you know Miles yeah, Morales is kind of a pseudo sequel. Maybe uh, definitely not not just a pseudo sequel. It takes place almost imme- well not immediately following but following the first game. So yeah, but like you could play the games out of order and it would. It would like still make sense. It doesn't really matter. Uh, yes, I mean you, you, so? yeah. you, yeah. I mean you could, but yeah. I mean the c- considering Miles isn't Spider-Man at the beginning That's or true. in, in yeah. until the very yeah. end of the game. Spoilers. Sorry, yeah. sorry uh, for anyone sorry. who doesn't know that Miles Morales becomes Spider-Man. <laughs> we have a black Spider-Man. Wow, so progressive. That's some woke Spider-Man. And I hear he was invented just for the video game. Absolutely. You didn't know that? All right. Uh, here's – this is a funny news story. Xbox Series has already sold double Xbox One in Japan. Nice. So it sold two. Yep. This not, not very hard to do. But honestly, dude, like I've seen it. Like I'll sell PlayStation 5. Yeah, it's doing weeks. good. It is awesome. Good. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. I love to see Perfect. Xbox back in that pseudo 360 days where they had a bunch of Japanese games. Like, it's good. It's good for everybody. It's, yes. it's the Game Pass uh, pull, Matt. It's oh, 100%. See the value. 100%. Yep. Uh, there was a Bandai Namco hack this week, and leaked out of it was a list of games for quarter one, two, three, and four. This is most likely fake. I, I saw Jeff Grubb report on this, and he said this is most likely fake, but I'm going to read it anyway. Uh, quarter one was Armored Core, uh, and DB the Breakers. Quarter two was Little Nightmares 3 and Super Fighter Z, which I'm assuming is like a super version of Dragon Ball Fighters. Uh, Digimon Slyber Sleuth 2. Quarter three is ER Barbarians of the Badlands, Tales of Ascension, and Tekken 8. That right there tells you why you know it's fake. Yeah, that's uh, a fake. Quarter 4, Code Vein 2, OPM Fighters Association, and Dragon Ball Xenoverse 3. So. Yeah, probably fake, but Namco did get hacked. They have confirmed that they were hacked. So. Mm-hmm. Nintendo did a Direct less this week. So basically they made some announcements without doing an actual Direct. The first was Kirby's Buffet, which at first looked like Kirby Fall Guys. But it's not. Yep. It's only four players, and it's local. <laughs> so, definitely not Fall Guys. Uh, their second announcement was the Bayonetta 3 release date, uh, which is, oh, as yeah. Jay mentioned earlier, in October, because nothing else is coming out in October. Nah, it's clear sailing for Bayonetta 3 only. Yeah. And I saw they were making, what is it, the first game available physically? Um, so that you could own all three physically now, because the first one was only digital with the Bayonetta 2. So, that's pretty cool. Uh, Sega also announced that the Genesis Mini 2 is coming to the U.S. on when? October 27th. How much money you got in October? Hopefully it's a lot. Yeah. Just, uh, you know, put a lien on the house, no problem. You got it. 
That uh, Mini 2 is going to have Sega CD games on it, so... God, I'm I'm looking at the full list of confirmed October releases, and I'm like, I'm going to be buying like six of these games, man. Yep. It's not good. Yep, there's a lot of games. At least Overwatch for me is free, So although I did buy <laughs> I did buy that stupid Watchpoint pack. Yes, you did, for the, for the beta access. Yeah. yeah, well, that and it's also got the first Battle Pass in it, so, <laughs> you know. Uh, 35th anniversary of Metal Gear Solid is happening, uh, and Konami, the only thing they said was they're bringing back the games that were delisted a few months back, which was MGS 2 and 3, I believe. On what systems, or what stores? Uh, Xbox about? and PlayStation 4, I think those were removed digitally. Hmm. And now they're back. So. Also, hey, yes, it- Konami, what the fuck are you doing? Where is our Metal Gear Solid 1 and 4 available on modern consoles? Like, really? <sighs> it's, it's it's taking too long, I feel. Like, if... I don't know. You know how, like, coveted and well-respected Metal Gear Solid is, right? And if they release Metal Gear Solid 4, which has been so long requested on, like, PlayStation 5, Xbox, and PC and stuff like that... It would sell so many copies. So many. And what kills me is I heard that the the most legitimate rumor that I've heard is that they're remaking 3, and I'm like, what? You can play 3 on a relatively modern console. Mm -hmm. Why are we not getting that console? And that console is 3DS. I mean, you could play it there, too. (laughs) I have it there. I don't know why I bought it, but I did. Uh, It works. Yeah, that's fine. I actually have Metal Gear Solid 4 up on my PS3, and it still looks good. Yeah, that was a game that was way ahead of its time, for sure. Yeah, I mean, you could literally just remaster it for PS5 and Series X Mm -hmm. and PC, and it would be fine. Hey, you could probably even put it on a Switch, except it's going to be like 100 gigabytes, but you know. Or streaming, one of the two. Yeah, there you go. Um, PlayStation announces the Star Loyalty Program. So this is fairly similar to Microsoft Rewards. So you'll be able to earn digital things and and PSN credit for buying PlayStation games. So they finally finally got around to doing that. Uh, there's a new Aliens single player game from a studio called Servios, and I've heard that it's probably a VR game. Also, they Yikes. fucked up their tagline in their tweet from the official Aliens Twitter. You all know that famous tagline from the first Aliens game, or the first Aliens movie, right? In space, no one can hear you scream? Yes. Okay. Their tagline in Twitter was, no one can hear you scream in space. <laughs> Did it have, like, a question mark at the end of like that? Like a what comma or something? I don't It's just like, how do you mess up? Your own line. <laughs> yeah, that's silly. Wow. All right. Uh, the new Assassin's I'm Ron Burgundy. <laughs> <laughs> the new Assassin's Creed. Uh, Ryan, have you heard where it's set? I have not. It is set in Baghdad and will be called Assassin's Creed Rift. Okay. So again, right. it's not Japan. No. Well, not Japan. Yeah, and this game is coming uh, we before had go, we, the We had universe. Ghost of Tsushima to handle our uh, open world oh, feudal yeah. Japan uh, uh, 
desires. So I'm okay if Assassin's Creed waits for a while. Um, but um, uh, I'm excited. That's um, that that's that's an area that they haven't gone back to in a while. So also worth noting, this one is going to go back to the classic style Assassin's Creed games as opposed to the newer, more RPG focused. Really? Yes. I'm I'm of two minds about that. Yeah, I don't know how I feel because I like where the new ones went. I do too, and I know that there are some people who think that's sacrilegious, uh, like the waffle on the Simpsons ceiling. But um, uh, I I enjoy well, I enjoyed both style games, but I, I felt like the original style of Assassin's Creed kind of ran its course by the time they uh, yeah. were done with Syndicate. Yeah. And so I really liked the new style. So I'm a, I'm a little bit I'll, – I'll be cautiously optimistic to see what it's like if they go back to it. Yep. All right. Uh, next few stories are all about numbers, numbers, numbers. Resident Evil 2 Remake has broken 10 million sold. Holy cow. Good that's that's Luigi's Mansion numbers right there. Uh, Shredder's Revenge has broke a million. That's awesome. Hell yeah. That's great. Elden Ring is one of the best-selling games of all time. Good. It's in the Deserves top it. ten. It's, it's crazy to me because of how inaccessible that game is in a lot of ways that it's sold so well. So Yeah, yeah I, I feel like, yeah. though, it's definitely... It's definitely the most accessible of the Souls yes. games. 100%. I, Agreed. So I feel like some of it is because... People have wanted to play the Souls games for a long time. I think people, a lot of people have been hearing people talk about how good they are for a long time. And now there's finally one they feel like they can play. Um, I think that's part of part of why you're seeing it sell so well. Yeah, I think you're exactly right. I think we have even some people. I think it was Terrence who mentioned like, "Hey, this is my like first Souls like," and he's loving the experience so far and mm-hmm. other things of that nature. And we have uh, some listeners that were saying the exact same thing. So, yeah, I think this has kind of been the game to get people in uh, in a lot of ways. And as I as I spoke about the game before, if you are willing to kind of uh, use a little bit of aid and look things up. It can be the easiest Souls experience of all time. For sure. Out of yeah. all the Souls games, yeah. I can tell yeah, you. I, as somebody who's played almost all of them, I think the only one I haven't tried is Dark Souls 3. Um, it's definitely, in my opinion, the best and the most enjoyable. Uh, and I, the open world is what makes that, I think, to me, because the other ones, it's easy to get stuck. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and in this one, if you get stuck, you just go somewhere else. Just go, yeah, you go somewhere else. It'll, it'll literally be yeah. the first Souls game that's been in my top ten, unless something just knocks it out of the top ten. But right now, it is definitely in my top ten games of the year. So. For sure, yeah, it'll be in Same. mine as well. That'll be, I, I think, probably at the top of mine. Um, again, depending on what happens with uh, God of War. Yeah, at the very least, it should be uh, either number one or number two. Two games that have been out of the top ten sellers for a very long time reappeared. Anybody want to guess what those two games were? Grand Theft Auto V, Mario Kart 8. Those have been in the top ten. These games have not. Hey, man, I didn't know what fucking left. One of them hasn't been in the top ten since 2019. There's a a hint. Um, Minecraft? 
Nope, that's been pretty regularly in the top ten. Well, fuck, man, I don't know what leaves. Do you think I give a shit about what fucking stays in? God damn it. I'm irritated that I'm wrong. I'm irritated that those have stayed. That's <laughs> That's not that I have an issue with them selling well, but it's just like, these fuckers still sell. God damn. You're, you're just pissed that none of the games that you regularly play are, are going to be on that list ever. <laughs> no, so I know. Over, I, man, it's fine. I, I know. If I, that He's going to be even no more pissed when, like, I, when I tell him what one of them is. Oh, no. I don't want to hear that. Well, the first, nope. the first one, or does anybody else want to guess before I tell you what they are? No, I couldn't hazard a guess. Go ahead. All right, the first one was at 159 and shot up to number seven, I think, and that Jesus. was Final Fantasy VII remake. Oh, okay. Because okay, of the new, sense. yeah, the, the new news, Final yeah. All right, the second yeah. one hasn't been on the list since 2019. Shot up to number five. Overwatch. Oh. I don't. Know. I don't mean that. That I kind of saw coming, but that's funny. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I saw it and I was like, "Excuse me!" <laughs> like I thought this game was dead, and also, why are you buying it? It's free in October. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, all right. The last two, or sorry, the next two stories are all about uh, acquisitions and mergers. Sony Bungie deal has closed, so that is now final. And uh, according to a report I read this morning, the FTC could approve the Activision Blizzard sale in August, which means this thing may close before the end of the year. Oh, please, God, just end their misery. So maybe Bobby Kotick will be gone by the end of 2022. That would be nice. All right, let's talk about this PlayStation PP. So we got the mid-month update. So the way Sony does this is they do the beginning of the month where you get your normal PlayStation Plus games. And then in the middle of the month, they give us the, it's extra, right? It's essential, extra, and premium. Is that the three tiers? I can't even keep this straight. Uh, essential. I think it, it's extra. It, I think, isn't it just two? Or is it three? No, there's three. three. No, there's three. There's three, okay. Yeah. Essential, essential is definitely, premium. I believe. Okay. I, I think you're right. Essential, I think, is the is the the basic one. I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. And um, then extra gets you the like Game Pass catalog. Yes. So the Game Pass catalog for extra, which premium also gets, uh, we get Stray, Final Fantasy VII Remake Integrate, which boy, I bet those people just bought it or pissed. <laughs> uh, Marvel's Avengers. A whole host of Assassin's Creed games, including Unity, Black Flag, Rogue Remastered, Freedom Cry, and the Ezio Collection. Saints Row 4 Reelected, Saints Row Got Out of Hell, Spirit of the North Enhanced Edition, Ice Age, Scrat's Nutty Adventure, Jumanji the Video Game, Paw Patrol on a Roll, and Ready Set Heroes. Solid month of additions for Extra. How about those premium games that we're paying that extra tier for? Do you want to know what classic catalog games you're getting this month? I would love to know. No heroes heroes allowed for the PSP and Loco Roco Midnight Carnival for the PSP, and that is fucking it. Is there any, like, PS Now games that are getting added at least? Nope. Wow. No trials, mm-hmm. no, because the, the PS Now games would be considered, in finger quotes, classics, because they're PS3 games. 
So you get two PSP games after that middling launch of, what was it, like 10 games? Wow. Yeah, their their retro library is embarrassing. How do you have... Like, I went to the PlayStation 3 store recently. There are almost 300 PS1 games on there that you can pay for. And we can't even get a couple PlayStation 1 games for this. Did you ever get Siphon filtered to work, Ken? Yeah, so eventually they just made it free okay. for everybody. So, okay. like, right. it, cool. I just it let me just purchase it, and I was able to finally download it. And I, I tased the guy till he turned black, and I was like, "Yep, that's Siphon filter." Yeah, that was all nice. you needed to do to yeah. get to get the entire Siphon filter experience, and you needed to run as if the bottom half of your body was completely disconnected from the top half. I hundred percent did that. <laughs> What what do, what do you mean, Ryan? That was just some really good mocap work that they yeah. done for that animation. Yeah, yeah, that's how I also walk. Yeah. Everybody everybody is uh, anatomically built like a GI Joe with a rubber band instead of a spinal cord. <laughs> I mean, isn't that how people are made? Yeah. I started Let's watching. Not, I started get wa- into that. I started watching Westworld and I'm creeped out. I gotta watch the new season. Actually, I haven't watched last season, and I haven't watched this season, so I have a lot to catch up on. Well, Drew's been on my ass for months to start it, so I started it last night, and I watched the first episode and a half, and I'm like, alright, this is... this. Is, I didn't know it was a Crichton novel, so... I'm like, okay. I, it, it goes places, for sure. I mean, it already went places I don't know. in the first I don't, episode. I don't know if it's, yeah. um... Uh, how do I put it? I don't know what's more accurate to the Crichton novel. However, Crichton did appear in the original movie. Yeah. So. Uh, but back to Sony sucking at this even worse than Nintendo uh, does. Have to talk about like you know me, I'm negative. I don't. You but, know, but, how, but imagine if you were this... paying for this like we are. Well, I you know, because I know better. But yeah, <laughs> we did the, the stupid. We did the stupid like buy the PlayStation Now subscription. <laughs> Like, it just, I knew they were going to fuck it up. But how These are the same people who decided to keep passwords in the plain text file. Do you think they know what they're doing? They don't. They were like, you know what we're going to do? We're just going to keep building on top of the same shit. They're worse than Bethesda. They were like, we're going to keep working off this same system. And we're just going to keep building on the cross-media bar. As it gets slower and slower, and it's a bad system, and you're like, maybe we should upgrade to a, like, Something a little different, and they're like, no, we're just going to keep using this piece of shit. So I know I'm not surprised that they can't get their head out of their ass. They're also the same company that was like, hey, what if we do the PlayStation Classic? And it sucked! It, it sucked suck so really bad. bad. And they were like, they were asking for more money! They were asking for more money than Nintendo, and they didn't have the games to back it up. Like, That's the thing about Nintendo, is like, at least when they do it, they do it right. So, no, I'm not surprised. It feels like I'm beating a dead horse trying to make glue. Like, ugh. I, I don't know, man. Like, I think we're kind of... And this is what the internet does best, of course, is overreact. Sure. Uh, I would say at the end of, like, six months, maybe after end of a year to see where the program went. Because you guys know how PS Plus started? PS Plus was a pile of garbage. And then it Pain. ended up being competitive with Xbox Live. Uh, after about a year or two. So we'll see where it goes. Like I'm not, I'm not too concerned right now. It sucks. Yes, absolutely. I'm there with you, but I'm not going to be picking up a fucking pitchfork and getting angry right. about this shit. It's kind of pointless. Motherfucker, I got I, pitchforks on subscribe and save on Amazon. You don't even know. I'm 
All I'm going to say is that it's not hard to beat Nintendo at this. Because, like, they suck at doing it, too. They are so fucking slow at putting stuff out. One a month all they in had 64 was, games. Uh, yeah, it, and it's like, all they had to do was just show up a little, and they were like... No, this I don't... is your second month. This is your second month of this, and you're, like, already, like, not being able to really put anything into it? I think like, what... Maybe you should have sat on it a bit longer. <clears throat> I think what a lot of people don't realize too is like <clears throat> they they boast that it's got PS2 games. Those are just the PS4, PS2, and PS4 games. Like they haven't added anything new. Like if you go to the PS3, mm-hmm. there's like a hundred PS2 games out there, and good ones too. Like some really really obscure shit. Oh yeah, man. PS2 has some has, in my opinion, that's kind of like the JRPG aficionado. It has, I think, PS2 had the best JRPG library of them all, and so many of them kind of gotten forget uh, forgotten. That's one of the reasons why I focus so much on uh, PS2 emulation on the uh, the Steam Deck. So they can certainly do a lot, but what you have to remember is that despite the PS2 being such an old console. The emulation was never ever really perfected. There's still games that don't work properly or that run but work with glitches and stuff like that. And that's after how many years since the PS2? It's over 20 years now. 2001. So, yeah, 2000. Yeah. So, so basically, after all that time, the community has obviously been working, but it's never been. So emulating PS2 is very difficult. So I want to kind of throw them a bone to this degree where, yeah, I, I I know that it's hard. It's not as easy as emulating fucking, like, NES, like, Super Nintendo games. Every single one of those games are so easy to emulate. There's no excuse for Nintendo on that front. No. But for Sony, it's it's a different ballpark for PS2 games and also PS3 games, two of the most infamously difficult consoles to emulate currently. Uh, that's not going to be or the emotion engine. Oh, of course, engine. man, the emotion the engine. Emotion engine. <laughs> so as much of a gimmick as it is, they did work in very specific proprietary ways. So what I would you know, love to see is them spending more resources, and I think they are going to do that, or they will have to do that, because if this is going to be a selling point and the outcry of the community has made it clear – about their expectations for the catalog of games that are being added. So if they don't go ahead and cater towards that outrage and kind of fix that aspect of it, I think they're going to lose a lot of subscribers, which is something that they don't want to do. So I feel like at the end of this year, uh, or not the end of, actually, yeah, at the end of this year is like five months from now, so I guess it's uh, relatively practical. By the end of this year, it'll be a lot more respectable in terms of the stuff that's getting added in, uh, like in a monthly basis. But if they still haven't gotten their act together by the beginning of next year, then I would say like, yeah, you know, PS, fucking, uh, premium is a scam. But for now, uh, I'm kind of at the, uh, wait and, wait and see approach at the moment. I mean, I've got two years worth of service, so. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it's a scam. I, I my my issue is is that it it once again feels like this half-assed idea that they have to do the oh, yeah. bare minimum of work. Oh, and, absolutely, and demand a premium for it. And it's like I get it. They they're still in the lead, right? They don't have to do the things that Xbox does. I'm not asking them to, but like. Your your phone from five years ago can run PlayStation One games just fine. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, the PS ones on what is inexcusable. The in my absolute opinion. fuck are they doing? No. Because I understand. Look, I understand licensing's a bitch. I'm not. I'm not gonna ask them to like try to get Tulip because it ran on PS3 to get it onto PS5. That, that's insane. But they, but they I mean, have to have the license for it to sell it on PS3, so... Yes, but they, they have to likely renegotiate for a new console. For their own games? Service. They're not all their own games. But what I'm saying like, is, is like, but why couldn't they give where, us yes, some of their own games? That, but that's, yeah, that's where I'm like, yeah, but they also published a bunch. There's the, where I go, yeah, there's no reason why this can't be happening. Like, it's annoying to know that they did, what, two games from, like, PlayStation 1 in the original, like, bunch? No, there was, like, almost There wasn't a lot. It, uh, that's still minimal in comparison. Oh, 100%. 100%. And it's like, I understand, like, Spyro's not theirs, Crash isn't theirs, and it's like... And, and <laughs> They're it's about like, to be Microsoft, again. which is crazy. Yeah, exactly. But, like, it's... <laughs> it's just annoying like you have all these IPs and some of them like Ratchet and Clank the last time you could play the original Ratchet and Clank games was on PS3 on like the collection yeah and it's like they have this this pretty decent PlayStation 2 emulation that they used like it's the better version of Jack and Daxter is on the PS4 not the PS3 version yeah and it's like they dropped that so far, like so long ago for the PlayStation 4, and now they have this service. And it's like, if you knew the service was coming out, I would have had something that was going to be exclusive to the service. I know that sounds kind of shitty, but like, that's kind of a thing that you would want to have ready. And it's like, they had Siphon Filter with achievements. Cool. <laughs> like, it's just, I, I don't understand how they get so close and yet miss the mark by so far. Like, they walk up to the target and then shoot in the opposite direction. It's well, bizarre to me. And this is not the only time. That's why I'm irritated. That's the reason why I kind of knew this was going to be crap. They waited for the list. They had, like, oh, there'll be more. There were more. It wasn't great. <laughs> and then also, you saw that, I'm sure you saw that news story, that they hired a team for this after it launched. That's a bad move. Yeah, like how? Kind of, and they could have. They could have. I'm not saying like they might have a reason why they did this now, and I'm not going to pretend like I'm. I'm in the know, but to me, it's like you as a consumer. I know I don't have a PlayStation Five, but even on a consumer level, I go, yeah, this would have been actually better paced if you had waited a couple more months and launched this in December. You know, when people might be getting PlayStation Fives. One can hope. But then again, last time they tried to do something with the... <laughs> the last time they had something happen in December was a big hack, you know? So, maybe. Ugh. All right. Uh, it's a nightmare. Yeah, I'm, I'm with Jay. I'll give him to the end of the year to see if this thing gets better, but my God. My God. The second month, like... That's the kicker for me. Like, if you'd have done this in the third or the fourth month or whatever, and you've been like, oh, we don't really have anything, that's fine. But the month after, like, when you got those subs, and you're like, oh, here's two PSP games, only one anybody gives yeah. a shit about. That's the thing about it. It's like, from a uh, from business standpoint, they know that all eyes are on them for the first additional month. 
and they did this and and the whole misinformation about the Italy getting like dino crashes. Like if we had the Italy list, I think people would have been happy for the first month. Yeah, Dino Crisis, nice. Soul Calibur, uh, Ridge Racer mm-hmm. 2 for the PSP, like, that'd have been a good, solid, not the greatest, yeah. but it'd have been yep. enough. Exactly, exactly. So, just uh, a whirlwind of bullshit with the misinformation from the Italy side and then the actual list being so lackluster. But I would not be surprised if we ended up seeing games that were listed for Italy for like next month or something like that. So, we'll see how that goes. I hope so. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, I got an email from Blue Skies. Uh, this is from Daryl from St. Louis. He says, hello, all. you were talking about the Sonic collections last week, and it got me thinking. There have been numerous Genesis collections over the years, but always had the same group of games. Where are the best games of that era, Electronic Arts games? I mean, there is yet to be a collection of these games, and none are on the numerous Genesis collections. EA still exists, sort of, so why not? Look at this partial list and have a few, and a few have had reboots but no ports. And then the list is Populous, Lakers versus yep. Celtics. Well, we know why that's never happening. Yep. Um, Shadow of the Beast, Immortal. Here's one I'm surprised we haven't seen: John Madden Football. Like you know how they included NHL? What was it? Ninety three. Yep. So why not do that for especially this year with his death happening last year, and him being on the cover? Why not put? One of those old, That's a great question. Yeah, like why not put one of those old Maddens on there or something? So I was going to say, I think one of the reasons that you haven't seen it is because EA hasn't necessarily shown a great fondness uh, for rehashing their retro catalog, period. Um, but they did put NHL 94 because everybody loves NHL 94. Um, so it's a good question. Uh, There's a lot of old EA games I'd love to see. Yeah, I'm still I'm still going. So we've also got Centurion, um, Power Monger. Yep. Uh, King's Bounty, Road Rash, Fairy Tale Adventure, Anthony's favorite game, James Pond, Fatal Rewind. I have told that story, right? Yes. That yes. I was scared yeah. to death of it. Okay. Yes. Just making sure. I know I've brought it up in other cases because it's not a great series, but yeah, it's good shit on me as a kid. Uh, I guarantee you this is a Wombat Jam. Might and Magic. Oh yeah, Might and Magic <laughs> games are great. NHL Hockey, they did that. He says go with 94, they did 93, I think, which you can buy straight up on the marketplaces, I believe. I, I thought it was I thought it was 94. That they was did. it 94? I don't know. I have I it. Because and... that's like the one that everybody loves. For me, it's 98. That was the... I played that on PC at LAN parties. That game was so good. Uh, PGA Tour Golf. Rings of Power. Crewball. The Lotus Series. There we go. That was fun. Uh, Risky Woods. Syndicate. Syndicate. (sighs) A man... I don't really want to talk about what (laughs) has happened with the Syndicate license over the years. I like that FPS game. Yeah, but it's not Syndicate. No, it's like, not, but I liked it. Yeah. A Man After My Own Heart, and he goes for the Strike series. Desert Strike, Jungle Strike, Urban Strike. Uh, General Chaos, FIFA. Eh, FIFA's FIFA. It's not FIFA anymore. Uh, Bill Walsh, College Football. I can probably tell you a lot of reasons they ain't done that one. Yeah, true story. Uh, <laughs> I'm asking why they haven't re-released March Madness. Uh, F117, Nightstorm. 
Haunting starring Polterguy. Mutant League Football, that hits home. Oh, man, that one hurts. Uh, Tony LaRusa Baseball and Mutant League Hockey. He says, tons of others. By the way, did you know EA released Genesis games through 1998? This would be a killer collection and even add in a, different, a few different Madden and NHL games. And many on this list also had sequels. I mean, this list has 31 games, so they could easily make it 50. Why has this not happened? I, I mean, it's a great question. License, license, license. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, they, you also have to find a company that genuinely cares and thinks they can make money off their retro catalog. Dude, I feel like people are skimping out on this. Like, go look up a price for one of these games to buy. Yeah. You totally can make money off of classic compilations. I don't care what's on it. I bet you that Atari collection sells decent. It's got fucking Jaguar games on it. Yeah, you're probably right. You know, people love retro shit. It just um, do. I just want to remake a Bob. Nobody right. wants Bob. I want the game's not bad. Bob. What you give Vector shit. Man while you're at it? No, Vector I'll... Man is bad. I will. Yeah, no, that game's hard to look at. And yet we've had that on a collection. We have. Yeah, and 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 yep, Bob's Sonic's been on Ultimate one Genesis collection. Yeah. The last time EA collected games like this was on an EA. I want to say it was called EA Replay. Give me a second. I might have. Yeah, EA Replay on PSP. I remember um, that. Yeah. Yeah. It had Bob, Budokan, The Martial Spirit, Desert Strike, Return to the Gulf, Haunting, starring Poltergeist, Jungle Strike, Mutant League Football, Road Rash, Road Rash Two, Road Rash Three, Syndicate, Ultima Seven, The Black Gate, Virtual oh, Pinball, Wing Commander, and Wing Commander Secret Missions. Man, that's you are, that's you're reading game. off an entire list of my childhood right there. And, and, but that, that's the last time they did it. It's on the PSP. It's like, why the PSP? PSP. Uh, those Wing Commander games, I I spent more time in those games than I'd like to admit. PSP. All right. Uh, John tweets in and says, you guys got me thinking of 90s alternative rock bands last week. Yep. Who, in your opinion, was the best band from that era to have a couple hit songs? Also, did you buy the CD from one of these groups only to discover that the album was really good? Uh, also, it's it may not qualify, depending on how he's def- defining uh, the the term rock, but... New Miserable Experience by the Gin Blossoms is one of my favorite albums of the 90s. God damn. Man. And I bought it because of one song, Hey Jealousy, and the entire album is awesome. The only story that I can always bring to mind is that if you listen to Sugar Ray on the on the radio, it is wildly different than buying that CD. That CD is straight up Pantera. It is like super. Yeah, they hard. had one pop hit, and then they moved to, uh, like full on pop later on because they got successful off of it. Yeah, yeah that's like, a very un, uh, unsuspected. Fucking people bought that for "I Want to Fly," and then were very disappointed in the rest of the album. See, that's what's <laughs> funny is like once I found out the rest of the album was like that, I was like, okay, now I'm going to buy it. God, 90s alternative bands, there were so remember many. Remember Seven Dust? Dude, I don't try to remember Seven Dust. <laughs> it's 
Seven uh, Dust had that song Denial in like every uh crappy uh MX versus ATV style game that came out for like 15 years. Dude, when I booted up a couple games yesterday and hearing the soundtracks rock in and I'm just like, "Oh my god, you just took me to an era where I was not quite an adult yet." And it's just weird. Would Evanescence be one of those alt rock groups from like the nineties? That was two thousand. Too late. Yeah, they were in the two thousands, but yeah. okay. They uh, they were definitely a band that were enormous for the time period that they were around in. Yeah, the nineties was just full of bands. It was full of a lot of like alternative bands trying to make it big, but also a bunch of bands trying to be Nirvana and Pearl Jam, and it just didn't work. Yep. I mean. Like Candlebox? Oh, <laughs> live. Remember live? Hey, oh, yeah. Uh, live actually was releasing albums all the way up into the early 2000s. Dude, President of the United States of America still releases albums. No, I think they're done. Me. I think they're broken up. Well, the, I saw a tweet from him the other day saying they were releasing a new album or something, right? That doesn't... Hold on. I'm just... I don't uh, follow them. I mean, they, literally... They, they, they were... Maybe they're back together? Yeah, um, no, the lot, they were... Uh, they were 1993-98, then they were 2002 to 2015. So I don't know what they'd be putting out. One string bass Oh, they're reissuing. I think they're reissuing. <laughs> Speaking of bass lines, Primus. Yeah. Dude, he's still around. I know. Doing other shit. Yeah. yeah. The butthole surfers. <laughs> oh. The butthole surfers. Band, right? Every time you <laughs> say, every time you, you say the, the, the name of the band, oh, I just hear that. I, I, I fucking hate the butthole surfers because they are the, their biggest hit is a ripoff of Beck's "Loser." Yeah. Fucking Pepper is just "Loser." What about it's cake? set up the same? <laughs> what about who? Cake? cake. Reluctantly crouched at the starting line. <sighs> Engines, Engines thump, thumping, thumping in time. <laughs> I remember these things, man. I listened to these bands ages ago, and I don't even remember. Dude, um, it's embedded. In I my... worked at a music store for six years. So. There, you go, there, there you go. You're knowledgeable with that, see? Yeah, he I, has uh... the endless knowledge of music from every era, and like I can just remember trying to. You know, the first time I heard Creed was in like a oh. social studies class. Like one of the people in my class brought in. A, rec- a radio a ter- while we a were doing a terrible CD, and you're like, "What the fuck is this shit?" It's the and greatest thing so I've much, ever heard. You, you you just kept listening to it, and eventually you're like, yeah, "It's okay." Like, hey, listen. you should listen. You should listen to this. It'll take you higher. Yeah. Well, this yeah. was before higher. This was the first oh, album. Yeah. Holy shit! When they cr- when they created their own prison. Yeah. Just, I just remember coming into class and just hearing. Oh. <laughs> Settle no goddamn store. <laughs> what is this? What is this dollar store fucking Pearl Jam? No, the shit? dollar store, the the dollar store uh, version of uh, Creed uh, was early Nickelback. Oh god! And then the dime store version of Nickelback was Default. I don't even know. I don't know. I'm going to be very happy that I don't. Wasting my time was the name of the song, and it was as advertised. Oh no! Oh no! Yeah, that's it. They're a Canadian band. I figured you'd know them pretty well. (laughs) I thought that was Nickelback. (laughs) Nope, they were uh, they were discovered by Nickelback. Of course they were. 
The fucking D. I'm wondering. Let me just see. I want to see the singer. Oh man. Oh, I thought they were Nickelback. It's so bad. <laughs> they get played. They get played on the radio up here because we have to. You know, well, we yeah, because they're Canadian. Oh. They, you yeah, don't have oh. very many, so you got to play oh. what you got. No, we have like, tons. They just it's like all no, 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 only safe stuff. Brian oh. Adams. Yeah. Oh fuck that fucking song. Um. Oh god. I um. So glad I could I bring mean, back that memory for oh you. Oh man, I I uh, wasted my, my time. time. Wasted my and then uh, Lifehouse was one of those bands that uh, that uh, had the voice like that too. Where where the guy you could tell was just trying to have a voice like this. You know what? You know what's crazy to me is that like there were so many bands trying to follow Nirvana. The Foo Fighters started in '94. Yeah. Jesus Christ, I'm old. I and most of that concert. first album doesn't sound anything like anything Nirvana would have put out. No, because it was just him. That's the thing I respected about that first album so much is it's like it, it's not just a, a Nirvana like uh, sound alike cash in. Like it was very original. Dude, I had to Google '90s bands just so I could remember some of these. Fucking... Um, so, so I, I just quickly the one that I don't think really counts because. He's, you know, still around, but Beck is one that, like, yeah. if you only hear the hits, there's there's way more for you there. Well, the thing about Beck is that I loved his first two albums. After that, it just got too weird well, for me. Well, I mean, so there's the first two albums, which is um, uh, Mellow Gold and Odelay, and they yeah. sound Those sort of in the same albums. territory. Then Mutations. So here's the thing with the history of that. Mutations wasn't supposed to be a big release. He actually had to sue his label after. He was going to, because everybody knows Mellow Gold, but he actually put out two records like shortly after in the same year, and they were on independent labels. There's Stereopathetic Soul Manure, which is so fucking weird, it's unlistenable, uh, almost. And then uh, <laughs> Western Harvest by Moonlight or some shit. And like that's weird, too. And then he did a really slow record that was like supposed to be like this independent sort of slow alternative rock album, I guess. And they put it as a major label, and like that was not supposed to be the follow up. It was supposed to be Midnight Vultures, which is more of kind of what Beck was doing. But then, yeah, he gets into weird stuff like a really sad album, uh, Sea Change, and then he goes back to you know the sound everybody wants, and then he deviates from it. So I just I say him because like even the '90s stuff like. Listen to Odelay, listen to Mellow Gold. There's a lot more on there that's amazing. Dude. Oh, God. And what did you say that was, oh, God, when you read a fucking 90s album? No, no, I'm just looking at these bands. So here's here's just some highlights. We have Candlebox. Yep. <laughs> the Cranberries. Third hey, on... don't, don't diss on the Cranberries. The Cranberries. No, no, no. I'm just, I'm just bringing up a Bush. Okay. Bush, yeah. The Flaming yep, yep. Lips. I used to call, uh, I've probably said it on the show before, but I uh, the song Machine Hit. Uh, I used to call that song Basic Instructions for Living by Bush. Pretty much. Um, breathe in, breathe out, breathe in, yeah, breathe, breathe in, out. breathe out, breathe in, Bush, breathe out. Bush, Bush had to be called Bush X up here. Uh, here counting, no. counting Crows. Silver. Oh. Counting Crows in concert, actually. Silver they Chair. Were really good. Oh, Silver Chair. The Goo Silver Goo. Chair was like Dollar Store Bush, if that's possible. Yeah. Uh, uh, Goo Goo Dolls, uh, Pavement. Another band, the Goo Goo Dolls, another band that uh, switched their sound pretty radically. Yeah. Uh, Blind Melon. There's one for you. Uh, ended another early. Band that, 
Yeah, could have been decent, but their lead singer died. Uh, Faith yeah. No More, Third Eye Blind. Faith James... No More is so weird after their first like two or three albums that I got. I mean, he's an amazing vocalist, but boy, they fucking go places. How about the Verve? <laughs> oh, the Verve. That's a that's one of those. I mean, that's Oasis, and um, that's the third pillar of the fucking. British Invasion Part 2. I, I want you guys to know that based on my knowledge of music from the 90s, which is very limited, you guys could have been just plugging stuff in from random word <laughs> generator and I would have no idea when you guys were talking about something that was real or fake. And I uh, just learned by Googling that Nickelback is a Canadian band, so that's yes, your fault. Yes, Nickelback, yes. Nickelback yeah. No, 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 no. You don't understand. You think you're being punished? Like, mm-hmm. like Ryan was getting at, they have to play a certain amount of Canadian music. And Nickelback is such safe garbage that they play that shit constantly because it's safe rock and roll. And they only are allowed to play safe stuff on radio. So they play that shit all the fucking time because it falls under Canadian, like, uh, the, what is it called? Uh, CanCon rules. I, there's, it has to have so many people that are Canadian writing and producing and where it was recorded and it has to hit like four out of like six things. And as long as you hit four out of six things, you'll be played on the radio because they have to. And Nickelback is. So they play that shit all the fucking time and it's terrible. That's why we stopped importing things from Canada because you gave us Nickelback. No, you have Justin yeah. Bieber now. He's your, your fault. We didn't fucking make him a star. That's fucking Usher and Ellen. Fuck Usher wants you wants you to know it's it's Xbox's birthday. Uh, fucking <laughs> yeah, I I I don't know any of these songs. Like you could play the song to me, and the best I can do is yeah, I think I've heard that before. Okay. I don't know the title. I don't know the name of the bands or nothing. That's 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 where my musical knowledge lies. I uh, and I never, I never focus on that stuff. I'm looking at a list too. Uh, you did mention the Flaming Whips. I gotta say, like, that's another band that it's like, if you like some of their stuff, like, there's a ton more of it. Go ahead and dive into that. Um, depending on the era, there's like, newer stuff. There's like a short period in like the 2000s where there's not a lot. Like, if you like, uh, Yoshimi versus the Pink, or uh, Battles of Pink Robots, and, uh, the War, the Mis- at War with the Mystics, uh, that's kind of it. <laughs> There's not much else. This kind of pop psychedelic stuff like that. Like, you have the weird sort of independent early stuff, and then you have the newer, more aggressive stuff, and they've kind of tried to go back to the pop psych sound, but it's not really the same. Uh, Collective Soul. Oh, God. Uh, yeah, Collective Soul. There's... There's a, there's an album that's... Is that the Heaven Let than... Your Light Shine Down? Is that Collective yes. Soul? Yes. Okay, yeah, that's, yes. that's what I thought. You know what? Uh, that, actually, actually an excellent cover of that song by Dolly Parton. I can, well, I can believe that. Look that up, but it's excellent. Uh, I like their song uh, Happiness, which is heavier. Um, they, they're not a bad band. It's just like, boy, that song has been overplayed. I, I see the Spin Doctors here. What is oh, the Spin Doctors. I, I always go to Pocket Full of Kryptonite. Yeah. Which is the name of the album, but like that's the Kryptonite. Man, you know what else um, is depressing is looking at all these bands from the '90s and how many of them are dead. Or yeah, Scott Weiland, Kurt Cobain, garbage. Yep. Jesus Christ. Uh, 
Garbage isn't dead, are they? No, no, no. Garbage is oh. still around. Shirley I'm Manson. Uh, do you know anybody Shirley else Manson's besides great. Shirley Manson and Butch Vig? No, are I mean, the only two I know. Yeah, those that's are the, the only, only two, two I know important. too. <laughs> yep. Um, I have I have a weird one for everybody. Everybody be like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" Um, I I discovered it through Zero Punctuation back when I used to watch him, and it was so early that he didn't have a theme song, so he would play like licensed music at the end. And I think it was for Mass Effect of all things. Uh, the song he used at the end was by a band called Babylon Zoo. I know who, who Babylon was, Zoo is. They had the fastest selling single in the UK, and everybody hated them almost instantly. Um, I'm not going to tell you the first album's great. The single versions of all their, like, big songs off that album, and if I say big in a relative manner, all the singles off that album sound better on this in the single version than they do on the album version. But uh their second album that came out ninety eight, um it's a really good glam rock album. Like in the vein of T Rex and the label didn't push it and they gave up. And by that I mean the guy that was kind of in charge of it, wrote some other songs, had some played on the radio that exist in, like, shitty quality on YouTube. Um, but he was like, fuck it, I'm just gonna go, like, produce movies now, and did, like, a production for indie movies. He was supposed to release a new album, finally, and then the pandemic hit, and I wonder if he just, like, packed it in again. Alright. Oh, that's That all. second album, though. That second album, fucking Stereo Superstar, is so fucking good. Everybody should listen to that album. That's all I've got for this week. Uh, if you want to f- shoot us an email, it's podcastzttd.com. If you want to follow us on Twitter, it's at M4G Podcast. You can follow all of us on Twitter. I'm at ZTGD. Anthony, Complacent Robot, Ryan, Wombat RP, and Jay, Bottomside Jay. You can also follow the site at ZTGD Content. Check out Phoenix Down, Yakuza 5. We're getting into the nitty gritty in there. You can check that out. The new episode is live as of Friday. Uh, also, apologies for this week. I had several people reach out to me because I forgot to upload the RSS feed, so the new episode wasn't live until like Monday or, or Tuesday. <laughs> so, whoops! I will make sure to get the RSS feed loaded tomorrow when I load this show. So, there is that. But unless anybody has anything else, that's all I've got. Otherwise, we can get out of here. Peace, bitches. Alrighty, and it goes something like this. <laughs> Welcome to the N4G Podcast.
Dragon. Well, I killed the dragon.